Citizen number zero 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 one. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uno. Something like that. It's the last number that yeah. counts. <laughs> the guys are here. You guys just heard Nick, Justin, and Jesse. Hey. What's going on, guys? What what's happening this week? Flying? You did not. I put all you clowns to shame. Clowns. Yeah, he, you see? He what? he. He wanted to go first so that we would all look like D-bags after him. But just wait, because there will be some self-chucking and a bus involved. Ooh, so just All right, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. So I, I had right. to set myself up at the beginning to make it not look so bad when I fess up. <laughs> yeah. about after my that, stupidity. you pretty much had to go fly or you're, you're getting kicked off or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> so true. you flew. I did. Let's start with that. 20. Deep flights last week. Simulator doesn't count. Neither does a micro. Nope. Real life. Sucked it up. Put <laughs> on my big girl panties. Went out in the wind and flew. Used a transmitter glove. Absolutely. Meaningful flights. Uh, yeah. Actually, they were <laughs> meaningful flights. Well, how about this? Every every third flight was meaning or every, two out of every three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I still wasn't happy with uh, Raptor, which I will get to, by the way. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, looking still, for, I'm looking forward to that that part. I know. Yes. Yeah, but no, curious. I, I, I did out. hear something about a Raptor. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just patience. Or a Raptard. <laughs> a Raptor. 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 No, Raptard. I'm the Raptard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Raptard is flying the Raptor. That's okay, correct. Okay, continue. We're, 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 the we're screwing starts. with this flow here. You guys. have yeah, my attention yeah. now. I like this. So, no, I, I got out there, uh, again, just killing, loving the trailer, man. Park it up to the field, get the wind going, you know, park it in the right direction with the wind, put the heater on inside, and I was just cranking them out, having a grand old time. Uh, I got in a fair amount of flights, and to be truthful, despite the wind... I actually started really putting some effort into working on some new stuff. It felt good. I was out there throwing up some ugly pyroflip reversals. Huh. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. Um, they're still very ugly, but nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I was just, you can only work on like pyroflips by themselves for so long before you get bored. So, but I really wanted to put a lot of time in, you know, on them and, and try and get some progress. So I figured that if I took and just worked on some right rudder pair of flips and then messed around with reversals and then went back, it would kind of keep my keep my brain, you know, moving around and, and not totally bored of one thing. 
probably looked pretty boring, but I didn't care. I was the only one out there. So, yes, the raptor. You know, I... <laughs> it's coming it's coming so i put a post up so happy this is going to be recorded on facebook you know i'm just so happy he's going to admit it that uh <laughs> it was not the links like i had thought which i'm glad because in the back of my mind i really thought there's no way that this could cause it uh, and so I had put a post up and mentioned something about it just wasn't quite flying right. And I, I really didn't get it and it didn't make sense on why it wasn't. And Rachel, you know, I get all these replies, just fantastic replies. And then Nick Maxwell, you know, hops in there and just does this basically drops like the technical sausage right out on the table with. The, the layout of the servos and what you're probably feeling is the, you know, the linearity of everything and the way that it works. And this can be a little bit, you know, feel a little bit different for some people if you're not used to it. And I'm like, okay, no, I get all that. Everything Dude, he, that he, he said laid was, the electronic yeah. mushroom on your cheek. The Maxwell mushroom. The Maxwell yeah. mushroom. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Not the tip. Uh. The whole thing. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and then here's this single post. No description, no no drawn-out answer, no nothing. From Rachel. <laughs> that simply says, you've got it on 135 degrees, right? Mm-hmm. And I went, Yeah. Yeah, of course I do. (laughs) I mean, why would you ask such a question? Why why wouldn't I, you know, check that box when I was going through the setup? So I went back out, and the second second she wrote that, I was just like, shit. (laughs) I mean, when you know. So sure enough, went back out into the trailer a little bit later. I was home at this time. Plugged it in. Yep. You know, you program... (laughs) 18, 20 helicopters in a row at 120. And, you know, this one was most, uh, part. I'll call it partially built when I got it because it had been crashed and then taken apart. And, you know, you know that section in the manual way in the back that talks about, like, radio setup? You know, Mm -hmm. use a linear pitch curve and for this Mm -hmm. and that, that, like, no one reads? Well... As Justin knows, because he's built a rave, and I've built a rave, throughout the manual, any time the swash comes into play, uh, it's it's very obvious right there that it's 135 degrees. I mean, they, oh, they yeah, have... Oh, yeah, it's all over. All over the place. Well, the manual in the Raptor is not that way at all. I actually had to go looking for it to the very back into that setup section. And then what do you know? Right there, 135 Ah, So when you put the heli on the bench with it in 120 and you stir the cyclic, the swash plate goes up and down. (laughs) And remember that weird feeling? I was like, it just doesn't, it feels like it's, it's laggy or jumpy on the, when I'm doing pyro flips. Yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) 
It literally was <laughs> jumping up and down in pitch as I'm stirring around. Hmm. It's so embarrassing. Hey, dude, it's a simple mistake. You know, everyone I, makes them. Rachel okay. sent me a message. I, I still that. enjoy making fun of you about it, but yeah. <laughs> everyone makes them. Ra- Rachel sent me a uh, a message. Man, oh, yeah? Nick made a noob mistake, didn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I that did. Well, is hilarious. You know, I will throw out one. Like, seriously, who the hell runs 135 anymore? Thunder Tiger. Thunder Tiger and Curtis. I think that's actually it. So, yeah, I, I just totally missed it. Missed that spot in the manual. I haven't. Um, yeah. <laughs> I missed I missed the boat. And flew it. And <laughs> I don't think the bus was big enough. You can actually, if you're just kind of like flying it around, sport flying it style and being easy on it, it's really not. I mean, I, I just felt this kind of overall, it just doesn't feel quite locked in. But I bet you if you weren't, you know, if you were intermediate, novice to intermediate pilot, I don't mm-hmm. think that you would notice at all. I don't think you'd know any better. Huh. Hmm. Especially with the new, you know, with a new heli and you're, that's because that's what I kind of wrote it off. I just got to get used to the lack of weight. But, yep, I flew it today at lunch, got in a couple of flights at lunch. and Did it fly better? How do you know? It flew better. Wow. You can tell a difference? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Flies great. I mean, very, yeah, it took out all the little negative tendencies that I was noticing. Uh, Pyro flips as as on a dime as I can, which is a big, big, big dime. Like a quarter. Yeah, uh, half dollar. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's great. I really like it. I now I look forward to getting out uh, this weekend and and really tune you know putting some serious flights in on it and tuning it and getting it all getting it all dialed in. But I'm digging it, and I have a little bit of sad bit. Of news. Uh oh. I retired. <laughs> this this sucks. This is like a hit to the wallet. I have retired six batteries. Ugh. Ooh. Mm. All at once, dude? Yep. I'd been putting it off. I've <laughs> been putting it off. And we'll and I think we'll get into this. And I have a complaint, and I'm not very happy about it because it's not really my fault. We'll it be the judge of that. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you still have batteries? Yeah, I was going to say, when you retired <laughs> these, did you put some new like, ones into service? or No. No. So now I am down to uh, basically one flight pack per heli, which wow. blows. Wow. So, so Still enough to get by, though. Oh, yeah. Here's, no, I can Especially with, with a good charging set. Here's what I think yep. you should do. I think you should take those batteries and get a buddy with a video camera and hit him with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that doesn't work out all that well. That sounds like something I've seen in the past, but I, I can't quite that. remember Yeah, what it might yeah. be. So I can't help but notice, Nick, you said you were going to throw yourself under the bus. Is there is there another story coming? Or was that was that it? No, that was it. Uh, that bus was a little small. 
You want a bigger one? I want a bigger do you bus. Have Short an, bus. Uh, do you have an addition to the bus? Like, you're going to make it one of those accordion buses, Dan? <laughs> um, Not yet. But I do have something in mind. Because I don't remember. So you're you're playing off my weakness here. <laughs> I do. It's very, very feasible, for the record. No, nah, it, it's going to have to wait. I, 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 uh, for, tune back in in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> in about an hour. Yeah. Now you All got right. me wondering, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, now you got me wondering. So what else do you, but what, no, oh. that's been my week. I haven't, um, I, I really haven't. I did take the, uh, after that whole deal, got it fixed. I did take the Raptor apart. I wanted to shim the elevator arm on it. I got that all straightened away and, um, let's see. No, I think, oh, yeah, well, I, uh. I shipped my 14SG off, which I think we are going to oh, discuss a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You sold it? The sweetness no. that is the 14SG. <laughs> yeah, the sweetness the that sweetness. is the warranty mm. repair that needs to be done. That won't be complete for another two months. Probably. Hey, I got one you can borrow. Yeah, I know, Mr. Give him the one with the knob, dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. give you. The, I'll rock that. I'll knob. give you the knob, oh, man. I'll give you the knob. <laughs> hey, I do. I have some great news, though. Oh, this is this is fantastic news. Uh, so I got in touch with uh, the folks over at FMA, and for those who don't know who FMA is, um, crawl out from under the rock. They're the makers of Cell Pro chargers. Talked to Jamie over there at FMA, and after some discussion, we have decided that. Um, we're a little bit eye charger biased here, and I have spent quite a bit amount of time on my 4010 Duo, gotten used to it, lit one on fire, or one shut one down a couple times, had one go under warranty. So I, I feel like I have the the full eye charger experience, <laughs> uh, positives and negatives of it, and I, I still really enjoy it. But we decided, hey, I, I mean, how... It couldn't get any better than to put the new Cell Pro Dual Power Lab up to bat against it. So thank you, Jamie. They are sending us out that charger for me to run head to head and do a review on it and see what I think. See if it's got any cool features uh, that the 4010 doesn't have. And then I think I will make a decision at the end which one I would rather have. Sweet dude, it's like the the those are really the those are the two big boys. I mean, they're the ballers. Yeah, I mean, I'd say if you're, you know, if you're in the market, you're definitely probably looking at one of those two models. <laughs> Damn, seriously. You know what this means, though, Nick? What it gives me an excuse to wait even longer. Yes. Before yeah. deciding what and charger dude, we I'm have, going to oh, buy. Oh man. Okay. Yep. So for all the listeners to know, I've spent. Hours on the phone with this clown going over the whole charger thing. I mean, just it, what's d- up with well, the, this one? This the, the use what? of the clown. I, it's a clown week. It's, a clown, it's a clown week. week. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm struggling yeah. with it a little bit. I, That's the theme. Well, I, I started it. I mean, I started it. I was the big clown at the beginning of the week. Someone uh, said, Well, that yeah, called me a clown for doing that. And so it's just it stuck with me all week. 
Hmm. But yeah, Justin and I had had gone back and forth on this, and and you know which one. Well, this one has can do more balanced current. Well, this one has color screen, which is awesome. And well, mm-hmm. I feel like this, you know, this one over here is going to be more reliable. And so I finally just kind of bit the bullet and was like, I, I kind of closed my eyes and went, ah, screw it. Here, I'll take this one. Eye charger. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully. no, I'm seriously looking forward to this because I. I do need to upgrade my stuff this season. I really do. I can't use any more excuses. I've run out of them in the Rolodex, and you're going to tell me which one I should get. Yeah, I will. And I think that's it for me this No, week. it's not it. It's oh, not? okay, here he goes. No, 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 no. <laughs> do Dude, it, Dan. You cannot post a picture on Facebook, like the one you posted, and not explain that. I saw a melted charging case, dude. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. I did too. <laughs> so as I'm sitting there in my trailer, charging away, hammering out flights, I get that that scent of uh, eau de plastique. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, like, it's just like, I don't know. I think, I actually think that iChargers come with a scratch and sniff card in the box. To where it's like, smell this, get used to it. <laughs> um, and and it, it got me through the end of the day. I didn't care. I was like, whatever, I'm flying, I'm having fun. Something's going to light on fire and melt, whatever. Uh, so I went home and tore it apart. And it was a banana jack. Uh, you know, I got caught up. I broke my rule. My number one rule, which you would think for a guy that, uh, you know, Licensed electrician, low voltage specialist, and then on top of that, who works with automotive and electrical stuff every single day. The number one rule is keep it simple, and less connections is better. Mm-hmm. Well, when I built that charging case, I might have been a little bit overzealous on cool factor and had put underneath my deck lid, I had a set of banana jacks, like 124 volt, 112 volt, in case I ever wanted to, you know, mix and match that around. Well, that does not particularly work all that well when you're pulling 50 amps from the eye charger consistently. <laughs> consistently. So that 24-volt input, input one just completely freaking melted. I mean, wow, that was impressive meltage. And now your, your trailer smells like plastic and probably no, will for the next month. It's not that bad. I went home. I took it all apart. I took out all of those banana jacks underneath there, uh, soldered in. Um, I just put those wires actually straight straight onto the onto the power supplies. Just screw it. Eliminated a whole bunch of connections, and um, yeah, gave it. I spent the last couple nights checking it all out, and it's good to go now. But lesson learned: don't don't use. I don't know, man. I'm almost to the point now where on on these big high power chargers, if you're really going to be pulling on them hard consistently, I almost want to. I'm just not a believer. I think in banana jacks. I don't quite think they have a big enough rating. I no, think. most of them aren't rated much beyond twenty twenty five amps. Yeah, 
I think you can get some heavy duty ones up, but in the end, the bullet's still only the same size. Yeah, yeah. But most people, you know, I mean, yeah, I've got one channel maxed out at 40, and then usually a couple of receiver packs going at 5C on the other one. So I'm, I mean, I'm working every bit that my generator will allow. And it finally just said, uh uh. Yep. Fried it. So that's it, huh? Huh. Who's next? Who wants to go next? Let's hear what I Justin will. didn't do this week. Yeah. I'll, I, yeah. <laughs> I'll, well, one of them is not flying. I didn't fly. No fly. No fly. I have no excuse. I haven't simmed. Oh, in fact, you want to know something? I haven't flown or simmed in three weeks. You should just disconnect right now. Hang up. Just wow. hang up. Seriously, dude. It's killing me. And and this weekend you is not, we're not supposed really, to be. There's not a lot of sympathy coming. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I, I that's what. Well, <laughs> did you notice the pause? That was a that was a carefully placed pause. And you got nothing. in the hopes that my friends were going to reciprocate with yeah. some sympathy and nothing. You thought you know well. what that means so, though. What does that mean? No, Jackhama. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! No, Jackhama. No, you know that shit. God. Dude, do you know how many emails and private messages I got from listeners that said jackhammer in it? Jackhammer? So uh, I posted, it's hilarious. I posted, uh, I posted. <laughs> Damn you, Dan. I didn't start it this time. You did start it, dude. This time I didn't. <laughs> I'm yes, innocent you did. this time. I was going to let it go this whole week. I wasn't going to do it once. That is BS. I kn- no. No, 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 no. Oh, you I started it because you started it back up last week. Last week, So yeah. I blame you. But I had nothing to do with how, this how, week. How do you oh, expect... Justin, son, no chakama. <laughs> how... <laughs> How do you expect Nick to resist? How do you expect me to resist when Nick starts? Jack no, Hammer? you started last week. <laughs> Nick's just following suit. So I got no fewer than a half dozen emails and and texts and private messages in some way referencing Jackhammer. And so here, here, here's the best part, right? I posted a couple of photos on our Facebook today, right? About the goblin speed. Just wanted to throw some photos up there, get people, uh, you know, up to speed on what it is I'm doing and how far along on the, on the build I was. And I look at one of the comments on the photos where, where is it? Let's see here. I'm going to find the photo. It's the first photo (laughs) out of nowhere. One of our listeners, Mike, just puts jackhammer in all caps with like 15 <laughs> exclamation points has nothing to freaking do with with the oh speed heli at all i love it i love that yeah i love it so uh no no flying no simming but i have been working on the speed kit and uh i finalized on my power system i picked up a castle 160 edge I've got a cap pack for it uh, because we know we're going to be pushing some serious loads through it. So I need to keep my ripple voltage down on the front end. Did you get the fan? I didn't get the fan. And here's the reason why I didn't get the fan. I really liked the, the HVF version. And then I started researching it and I found a bunch of people who were like, hey, cool. Uh, I just plug plug my fan in and it died after the first flight. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now, in fairness to Castle, a couple of those were because they apparently are incapable of reading English, where it says it's a five volt fan and they plugged it into a high voltage system at eight volts and burnt it out. But let's take a step back and ask the question of why the hell Castle would only put a freaking five volt fan on their ESC. There are people out there that have to put step downs between the fan line and their receiver or their RX pack. It's freaking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Aggravating. Makes sense. But so, yeah, 160 HV without the fan. I'm going to add my own fan. In fact, I've got some pretty beefy 12 volt computer cooling fans that I'm going to put on there or try to put on there. But we'll see. We'll run it stock without a fan first. But this week has been consumed mostly by trying to make a decision about batteries, followed by realizing I'm not ready to make a decision about batteries because of how appalled I am. (laughs) Now, hold on. Okay, here's the deal. We know we got to push some serious current through this beast, right? Okay. So I wanted to get larger packs. Uh, and I was looking into some 60Cs, was checking out Gen's Ace, looking at OptiPower, looking at Pulse. You know, there are rumors that all of those, or at least a couple of those, come from the same factory. But either way, it doesn't make a difference. I needed higher C-rating packs than the 30Cs that I've been running. So I started doing research to see whether people have been measuring the true C-rating. Some of you guys might know that there are a couple of guys out there that have put a lot of time and energy into characterizing these packs and trying to calculate or measure the true C rating compared to what's on the nameplate, the nameplate value on the sticker or advertisement. Well, a lot of the 60 C packs that I looked at, people have done testing on and show true C ratings not much higher than 30 or 35 C. Yep. So. Mm Mm-hmm. This, of course, frustrates the shit out of me because it's false advertising. And I, I, I mean, ask, ask Nick. I was literally probably 10 minutes away from spending a lot of money on 60C packs when the likelihood of them coming out at true 60C was probably pretty darn low. So I am revamping my search, doing a little bit more math, and I'm going to consider this a little bit more. I also think this combined with your upcoming charger review, Nick, and some other stuff that we've got planned will turn into a pretty cool topic in the next few weeks if you guys hang in there. Uh, Because I think that batteries are something that a lot of people, they just, it's black magic to them, just like all the electronics and more so with the batteries. But there's a whole industry behind it, and the stuff isn't rocket science. Sorry for the pun. And we can, you know, we can try to educate ourselves a little bit better so that we can make more sound decisions about where to put our money. And that's... Debunk. uh, Debunk the C rating. Debunk the C rating. Absolutely Mm -hmm. the case. And they're all, for the record, they're all going to get debunked. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I mean... If you guys have objective data that you have measured to suggest that you own a pack capable of a true 60C discharge rating, then we would like to see it. 
And once I spend a little bit more time on this for the speed review, uh, I think I'm going to actually start a thread in our forums where we, the nation, can start databasing some of our measurements for those people out there who are sufficiently nerdy to do so. And I know I know you guys are out there. Uh, so Nick, <laughs> Nick and I, in the very least, will throw some numbers in. Jesse, I know that you've looked at it before, and Dan, oh, yeah. you're going into electric, so you ought to inform yourself as well so you don't make stupid decisions on pack purchases. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you say something about nitro? What? 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 <laughs> yeah. Just plug it in and you know, it works. <laughs> I should also mention that uh, Soko Heli Tools, uh, the, the original place that I had always gone to the website that I had gone to to do all of the, the calculations and everything. Uh, they took down, I mean, yes, it's easy to figure out, but they did modify it a little bit and took down the like the C rating that you would get at the end of the calculation. Yeah, it's the JJ604 LiPo tool is what it's yeah. called if you want to Google it. But I could never remember the website. Right. I mean, I'll never remember that, and I always had to Google it. But what I did find out... Uh, Soko Heli Tools, they've got a pretty sweet little section on their website of like uh, setup tools and pitch calculation, stuff like that. They have it all right there in the exact format that I like it. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where I'm going to be going. Yeah, it is a really useful tool for sure. And that's that's the tool I've been using in the last week to go and look at some of the C ratings of my packs. I mean, I, I threw the kind of or the, the couple of packs that I have on my charger, the Hyperion charger, put it under load. So I, I went from full load to, to storage mode and measured IR. And it's pretty damn appalling when I've not uh, LVC these packs a single time and I'm getting IRs of five or six milliohms per cell. That's like a 15 or 20 C pack at best. And I paid for a 35C nameplate value. So that's actually what uh, prompted the retiring of some packs. Yeah. You and I have been talking about this the last few nights, Nick. Well, I just, I had to do it. I mean, I had to do it after, after really going through looking and I'm out there flying going, oh, these things are on their last leg. Then you come in and, you know, I, I actually just wanted to completely go through all my packs so I went through the process, and I think, you know, Justin, I think that we should do a tech tip. I think yeah. that we should write up an actual how to, how to, and when how maybe to you should think about retiring them. And, yeah, yeah, we we can do that. Although I want to, yeah. I want to hold off on that because, like I said, without without giving too much information, I think we're going to have some more detail on this topic in the relatively near term on the show. Oh yes, yeah, and. Definitely. Now that it's an important, a critical feature of making sure the speed heli is actually able to do what it needs to do, I'm going to be spending more time on it. I may pick up an ESR meter so that I can do precise or accurate uh, measurements of, of cell resistance. And I've also been looking at getting myself or designing myself a constant current dummy load so that I can discharge at high current from a battery into this load and do measurements that way. Oh, gotcha. We will see whether that's going to happen or not. But, uh, yeah, I, I think ultimately a tech tip would be really useful. And I got my Scorpion motor in the mail. 
4530-540. The Beast. Can't wait hmm. to get that guy going. That'll be on the speed as well. So, yeah, I, I, once I figure out the batteries, I think I'm ready to maiden the thing. And quite frankly, I could maiden them, maiden it on the packs that I've got. Uh, you know, the first several flights are probably just going to be getting used to it at a regular head speed. But we'll <laughs> see. More to come later. Turn it up. Yeah. To 2400. <laughs> Can't wait. So what's up, Dan? Well, that was pretty boring. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> Maybe Jesse can shed yeah. some light. Jesse, you got to bring this back to life, man. I just, uh, I just heard I would... a big speech about batteries, man. Come on, well, dude. I, I do fly, you know, fly electric. Got a nitro, but unfortunately, no they... respect for the nerds, dude. I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just yeah, not... I, I retired. I went through the whole, I, you know, measured the internal resistance, retired a set of packs just a couple of weeks ago. You know, I respect that. But so for my helis this week, though, they did not see there, unfortunately. Nope. No fly! But I did all fly right. the sim. I did fly the sim. So, you know, it's not all, it's not quite down to like Doesn't Justin's count. level. It's a, I would put it, you know, maybe one step above that, three steps below what Nick did. Huh. Um, so you know we're just hanging somewhere right in there, but yeah, no no real stick time. The weather, love to say, has been awesome, and I was just being lazy, but I really want to get out and fly. The weather has just been terrible over here, <laughs> so super windy, super cold. Even though I did not fly, and get this, no flights this last week, but I still had to make a parts order. Is uh, <laughs> any <laughs> something fall Anyone? off the shelf or? Well, I was I was doing I was doing a little bit of wrenching. So the six H so even so if the weather does clear up this weekend, the six HV and the warp are probably not gonna be going out to the field with me. And hmm. so for the Uh-oh. Yeah, I know it kinda it sucks. The parts are on the way, I won't be here till Monday, but so for the warp, so I I get a new part from Compass. They're like, you know, throw this in, let us know what you think. So can't really say what that is, but I was getting ready to install this part on the wall, and I know I'm, I'm sure it'll be out soon. Compass time, though, so you never, yeah. never know. 2015. So here we come. I'm getting ready to to put the main gear and main shaft back in, and I was just I couldn't quite get everything lined up. So I'm you know it's just a little 450. So I'm holding it kind of against myself and trying to just get this. You know, so I can see all the way through the one-way hub and, you know, get the main shaft to slide all the way through and then put the pin through and you know, ha- have it back together. And I I guess without realizing it, I was getting a little aggressive with the heli. Because, <laughs> because, oh, come on, Because dude. I'm, just, I'm just trying to force it at this point. You know, I'd been fighting with it for a little bit. And so I'm basically just trying to force the main shaft through, which I don't recommend, but I was. And in hindsight. In hindsight. <laughs> And I'd say that was not a good idea. I should have just taken a little break, taken a breather, <laughs> and it'd probably be ready to fly this weekend. But so I, I guess I was pressing it against myself fairly hard and snapped off a canopy post. Oh, and oh dude. I don't have any spares now. Neither does anyone else. Well, no, they're, they've from been back what in I stock hear from couple, Nick. They've been back in stock for a couple weeks. So I got a uh, couple a couple of pairs coming. But where where'd yours go? Isn't that a funny story? <laughs> I, I bel- you know, if I remember correctly, someone broke some in a crash that they had, and then they sold the heli without realizing that those 
Yeah, I don't. It was a long story. And it then was, I, <laughs> and then one showed up broke. Yeah, and then one showed up broke, and somehow I I lost my backup set that would be you know really nice to have right now, all things considered. So yeah, my bad. Yeah, whatever. It was a. It's it's whatever. It's in the you know it's in the past. New parts, luckily, so they they are in stock. So they've you know they've been in stock for a little while. So it wasn't an issue. I just hopped online, got the parts ordered. Not a big deal. So now that brings me to the six HV Ultimate. So in that same package with the other part, I got the new Compass motor for the six HV. It's you know very similar design. They went with bigger magnets and stuff, similar to the seven HV motor. And scaled that down a little bit for the 6HV. So I'm, you know, going to be giving that a shot. Just putting some flights on it. So, you know, before I put the motor in, I'm like, why don't I just tear this thing down? Just, you know, take a look at it. Just curiosity. So I, I tear the motor apart, check the bearings, look inside. Everything looks fine. No red flags. Bearings feel great. Like, sweet. So I'll go to throw this motor back together. And I'm going to slide the the motor back together and it kind of gets hung up a little bit right where the groove is cut into the motor shaft you know where you put the snap ring on mm-hmm. the, the the bottom bearing kind of gets hung up right there a little bit i you know wiggle it past and then the top bearing kind of gets hung up so i you know i give it a little push and the motor just slams back together i was like crap i guarantee you that wiped out a bottom bearing because it, it went back together pretty hard so Sure enough, I pulled the motor back apart, and now I have a notchy lower bearing in my motor. Oh. And so I'm like, you know, not a big deal. I'll just pull out the motor that's in my, because it's the same size, you know, shaft and everything. I'll pull out the motor that's in my 6HV right now. I'll go ahead and put that bearing in. It'll still be fine. So I go ahead and tear down the heli, pull out the motor, and get that motor all taken down. And that bearing is just a little bit notchy as well. And so at this point, I'm just kind of saying, I'm not going to take the time to put a notchy bearing, just ever so slightly, but a little bit notchy nonetheless, in a motor, put it all back together, only to take it back apart on Monday, tear the whole thing down again to put a new bearing in it. So yeah. So that one is uh, is probably also going to be sitting this weekend. So I did you do You kind of some- pulled a nick. Yeah. I was going to say, man, you've I mean, been taking notes or what? Yeah. yeah so <laughs> no flying, broken parts, had to spend some money to get my helis back in the air, which they never were in the air in the first place. And uh, yeah. I, you know, some anger it, management it classes? Sucks. Some, uh, You know, I was, con- I was considering that. <laughs> um, <laughs> some aggressive tendencies that need to be discussed or well, I, yeah, I well, just I'll... enjoy I enjoy trying to understand the logic behind damn it the main shaft won't get in what should I do push it harder <laughs> why are you not moving <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not necessarily that but I, in the in the process I'm I'm just I guess pushing the heli against myself cuz it you know I snapped it on my chest <laughs> so cuz it's just a, you know it's just, it's just a little 450 it's just Add a little more force. It'll go. <laughs> Me, man. Fix helicopter. Yeah. Oh, no. So, huh. yeah, those, you know. But hopefully there's like a 40% chance of rain tomorrow. So I'm looking at that as the odds are in my favor because that's a 60% chance it's not going to rain. <laughs> and I still got two helis that are ready to go. So, so lots of packs for the 7HV. 
and lots of night. I got a question for you, Jesse, and this is just between me and you because no one else is listening. Um, all right, let's hear it. Did you fly the uh, multi rotor at all? You know. No, I I didn't even get a chance to fly the multi rotor. Nope. Wow. Hope. How about you, Nick? Did you fly your multi rotor? Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Hope. Hopefully, if I get out tomorrow, though, I do need. So I got some more uh, flight or batteries for it, and I do need. Since I've added about five hundred grams or four hundred grams to it, I need to get back out and adjust some gains a little. Check bit, and make but, sure it still hovers. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Hey, but believe it or not, those things can get a violent shake in a hover. They'll do a mean oh, shake. Dude, it's freaking crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll have all those props just buzzing. Man, that thing will sound pissed off. So, gotta watch Which out. be like, wow, look yeah. at that. Man, maybe he doesn't know how to hover. Are we Are we safe standing here? Yeah. Oh, man. I love how Nick makes fun of that. I love that. I love it. So, is that it, dude? Anything else? That's. I think that's it. You know, just a little... Been back on the sim routinely. So. Hmm. Have you been simming with the multi rotor? No, I do not fly the multi rotor on the sim. I th- does that I require believe... simming? I think you should for punishment. Yeah, for punishment. I'm giving you one more opportunity to tell the truth. <laughs> no, I did not sim with the multi rotor. Yeah, your punishment for really the week: don't. fly a stingray for 35 minutes <laughs> on the sim <laughs> in a box, and if it leaves a box, hit start yep. the timer over. In trainer mode. In oh trainer wait, mode. no, that's how they fly all the time. Never mind. No, 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 no. They they put an a, they put a Jeez, Nick, you're trying too hard, attitude dude. and a GPS mode on those things. Oh, okay. Tired tired of Nick making fun of my multi rotors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know just, what you should do to jealous. remedy that, man? Huh? What? Send him a picture of you holding the multi rotor with the stupid colored LEDs turned on. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. So I guess Actually, that leaves. Uh, well, you got more, Jesse. Well, I was I was just gonna say instead of just sending it to Nick on a personal level, we could probably put it on his Facebook wall. There like, we, we go. could take a bunch of people in it. You know, <laughs> that would be great. Say Curtis yes. and yeah, that'd be so guys. much better. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So, Jesse, as you know, I've been doing a lot of testing lately on my electric. And what I'm starting to realize, man, is that my batteries are really weak. You got any recommendations for me as to what batteries I should check out next? Well, Justin, lately, I've been having really good luck with Gen's Ace batteries. So if you're looking for some batteries to get you through your testing and keep you in the air, I would definitely go take a look at Gen's Ace. So there you have it, guys. Genze's batteries. You can get them at hobbyparts.com. Well, I guess that leaves me. I don't. I have not had a real good week when it comes to the heli stuff. I talked last week a little bit about rebuilding the YS motors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, as we all know, you cannot find YS parts anywhere in stock. We know that. I mean, everybody knows that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was told that, well, just call YS directly. Sounds like Bible solution. Sure, why not, right? So on Tuesday, I start calling YS directly. Uh-oh. And I leave a message with my name and number. I think I called twice on Tuesday. Wednesday. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> Wednesday morning, <laughs> I called. I know where this is going. I called twice Wednesday morning, twice Wednesday afternoon. Didn't leave my didn't leave messages at this point because they knew that I needed to get in touch with them. Thursday morning, called three or four times. Thursday morning before noon, called twice Thursday afternoon. Uh, still, still no reply. Called Friday, once. Friday, I think it's time to go to OS. Still, have not heard. Hmm. I just Dude. you got the right phone number. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah. The voice message says, "Thank you for calling YS." If you have reached us during business hours, we are currently out of the office. Who, who, I mean, is it really an office or is it like a dude in his garage? I don't know. I hate that because you know what? I love that YS motor, but I don't know. I'm I'm thinking it's time to, if you can't fix it, I've got two YS motors that are ready for rebuild and I cannot get parts for either one of them. See, that aggravates me because I really love mine as well. And that means that none of us are going to be able to get crap for it. I, um, you know, I pretty much have all the parts I need to finish the rebuild on the 700. Except <laughs> the motor parts. The OS 105. I, 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 <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's my only option at this point. Tis the season for trying new things, Dan. Mm. Maybe this is just what it takes to try. How about a 91 Turek edition? Ooh, yes. But I can't get parts for it. <laughs> yeah. I think you can <sighs> probably find the motor, but no parts. Just buy a motor every time. Need to rebuild. Every time. <laughs> Yeah, like twice, uh, well, twice that's a what year. Trek does. Maybe that's why it's the Trek edition. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the one. He buys like fifty motors a year. So yeah, I've been dealing with that. Uh, obviously, you know, again, broken record. Weather sucks. I mean, literally, I woke up to a foot of snow this morning. Commuted into town. Took me two hours and thirty minutes to drive fifty miles. Oh, God, man. The drive home wasn't as bad. The roads had a chance to kind of clear up. We are expected to wake up to about another foot and a half additional snow tomorrow morning. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just, come on, you guys. This is getting ridiculous. Isn't it time for spring? God damn it. (laughs) And this is, uh, this has been, this has been the one of the worst records or worst winners we've had on record for quite some time. I think someone was saying, Local news, I don't know. Most snow we've got since, like, 96. And um, coldest temperatures by far. So, yeah, no flying at all. Still got Heli's laying pieces up at Ed's house. The weather did kind of delay a shipment. I, I was able to find everything I needed at Experience RC. Uh, and one, right. So I got every all the parts. Remember we were talking last week about that? With the Align stuff, yeah. Yep. Got all the Align stuff and uh, some more Futaba stuff, uh, sensors and whatnot. What? Huh? 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 Wait, what? Can Say you, that again. Can you expand on that a little bit, please? Temperature sensors. Oh, the ones that cost like 90 bucks a piece? No. $91 a piece. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I think they were- What are they? 50 Price is right bucks? rules. They're like 70 bucks a piece. Oh. For for you're gonna put them on the engine? Yeah. Oh shit! You're really gonna need parts. Oh. 
You, do you know something I don't? <laughs> you got me worried now. What? What do you mean? Yeah, I'm missing it. <laughs> you don't tune by temperature. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I Never. Do. Yes, I do. And it's been <laughs> very effective for me. That explains a lot. Yeah, that explains that 24 <laughs> gallons of uh, cool power running through that motor. That is true. Touche, my friend. Touche. And you saw how clean that motor was. I'm just surprised you spent 70 bucks times some number for sensors, plural. Only about two. Come on. Dude, 140 bucks? I mean, you could spend that on a really shitty lipo that's not going to live up to your expectations for your rush. (laughs) (laughs) I've already done that. Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) So... That leads me to, uh, of course, Ed's chomping at the bit. He's snowed in, literally. So he's wanting to get his 7HV going. My rush is still up at Ed's house. Basically just got to finish soldering up some batteries and making a few little last-minute connections, get that thing going. 700 is laying in pieces up at his place. I do have the multi-rotor laying around here, though. Oh, yeah. How's that Ooh. treating you? Does that count? Yeah, I want to hear about it. No, does it count as If flights? only for the fact that it'll piss Nick off a little bit more. Does it count and as... we might get some more comedy out of it. Does it count as flights, though? I mean, can I... Am I no-fly if I flew that? Why not? Let's... We'll, we'll give it to you. I did. Just, I got a couple flights on it. I'm giving you nothing. Okay. <laughs> I got a few... I got a and couple And what did hovers. you do while you were flying? Uh, nothing. I just was dying to get some stick time in on something, so I just was messing around in the front yard with it. There's not a lot of room there to do much of anything, but don't worry, it can't anyway. <laughs> can't anyways. I got a little bit of stick time in on my Proto X. No, I uh, can't fly that at the office anymore. Of course, I told you guys that story. <laughs> <laughs> I was asked politely to take that away from here. So yeah, I mean, I got a bunch of orders in this week. Um, I did find one of the last remaining. Uh, Futaba double radio cases. Don't know if you guys know this, but that is that case is no longer manufactured. So if you find one, you better buy it. Are they coming out with a new one, or is it just... I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. But I found A-Main had a couple left, so I bought one. Nick's excited about that. (laughs) No? I have no time for you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see... Uh, that's about it. You know, I'm, uh, I'm really anxious for some decent weather and it kind of is, of course, you, you know, you can't really, can't put a lot of faith in the, uh, long-term weather predictions, but apparently next week supposed to start getting a little sunny mid forties. Uh, we'll see, but it's just been record, uh, moisture, unbelievable amounts Uh, in between the snow of last week. Midweek this week, it rained for four days straight. Of course, you guys over there are no stranger to that, but to us, it's a, it's a anomaly to have that much rain in one stretch. Four days straight is an anomaly to have that little rain. That's <laughs> a little too much rain. <laughs> in one stretch. Little too much rain. I think that's about it, guys. Kind of a boring week for me. Not a lot of, uh, not a lot going on. Waiting for some weather. But I got uh, I got I got a question. I know at the beginning of the year we had said we we're all going to start logging flights. Huh? Oh yeah. I'm Where keeping, I'm keeping track. I mean, are people are we are we keeping track? Where's uh, everyone sitting on that? How are we how are we doing? 
<laughs> no. Uh, Has Dan even needed to log flights? I can well, not, count not them just on my Dan hand. specifically, but you know, I thought I, we kind of totally. said we were checking in monthly. No, I I forgot. What? Uh, forgot, dude. What? what do you mean, dude? Oh yeah. Sorry for forgetting, dude. You no, suck. I forgot. <sighs> I don't have time for that. Yeah, three seconds. Click. You. Like, I can't. Wait a minute. This. We all agreed that we were going to track know, right? them. You have to have time for it. <laughs> you made a commitment, dude. <laughs> That's not <Make> negotiable. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. It. it <laughs> you're right. It's not negotiable. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got your negotiations right here. Uh, oh. All right, Jesse. And let's it wasn't hear yours. intentional. I'm at it like seventy-five. Seventy-five, dude. Slow down, God. And that's with nothing the last two weeks. I'm at thirty-eight, and that's with nothing the last three weeks. Dude, I am so far behind all of you guys. Actually, you know what? I'm going to claim victory on that because. <sighs> That's a little bit more than half of what Jesse has. Now, I know he's going to pull away eventually here, but I'll, I'll take a small, small, small. Uh, victory there. <laughs> That's right. I'm almost embarrassed to say, so I'm not going <laughs> to. Probably in your best interest. <laughs> you guys aren't even going to try to coax it out of me? You know what? Screw you guys. I no. would. Well, we know you have a couple of flights on the multi-rotor. No, no, and no, my no, rule no. is that every 10 flights counts as one. <laughs> okay, well, I can tell you oh, this. Oh, I'm at 77. If you want to, I've I've got about seventeen flights on the Goblin, and if you want to count them that way, I probably got two flights on the multi rotor. Okay, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not good. It's a lot of multi rotor time. It is. I've I I got a lot of multi rotors ticked in. <laughs> what can I say? Nick, give us a guesstimate and start counting. God damn, dude. Dude, I just I I forget. I get out there. I have other things to do. There's People, I, I you know what, dude? Excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and they stink. Yeah, well, it's easy I think to this say when might you're not be flying the... that you should be counting. Oh, oh, oh dude, that was <laughs> low. this is the only reason I'm <laughs> going to beat someone this year. I went there, yeah, That's I went there. because you, you, yeah, if you don't track them, then you, you lose. You get a zero. You lose. <laughs> I'm Game okay over. With that. You, you gotta lose. play. Come on, man. It's not... I just, I swear to God, I'm so oh. disappointed in you. <laughs> I'll go back. I'll 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 guess. No, it's too late now. Well, okay. For God's sakes, make up your mind. No, I've just negative flights. You're at negative fifty. Penalty. What do you have to say penalty. for yourself? Dude? I had you first down, dude. I had you up on this pedestal, and and it's my world is shattered. I just, I just. You need to set higher goals. <laughs> you need yeah. to set higher. <laughs> hey, before we go on, guys, I want to make. All kidding aside, time to get serious for just just a minute. And these guys don't even know, I don't think, what I'm about to say. I kind of feel like an ass because I was asked to mention this last week. And we kind of got going, and I didn't. So you forgot? I did forget. Is that what you're saying? Like you, you, do, you were, you do, said you were going to do something do and you like, forgot. Hey, I'm trying to be serious. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm catching a theme. This I'm trying show. to be but serious. Did you forget, we're all like, trying. I, think we're all like getting on each other's cases about different things. Are we getting spring fever? I, that might yeah. be what it Here's is. The deal. Yeah. Look. Okay. All kidding aside, I did forget, and I do apologize. A good friend of ours, 
uh, of the show, and, and a lot of you guys have been listening to the podcast for a long time, might remember Pete uh, Slicer from Heli Freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's run into a bit of health issues, in particular last Friday. He went into surgery. He has got cancer. Oh, no. Oh, no. And so he's got a lot of free time on his hands while he's trying to recover. He listens to the show, and we just kind of wanted, you know, he uses the show to kind of keep his mind on helicopters, and not just our show, others as well, and to kind of keep his spirits up, to laugh, giggle, have a good time with us. We just want to, here at The Nation, we want to wish you, Pete, the speedy recovery, and we sure hope that things went well. I've not heard yet how the surgery went. Hopefully everything's going all right with you, man, and and, uh, keep in touch. Um, Larry will probably fill me in when I ask him and get a chance to talk to him. What's going on there? Our thoughts are with you, and uh, speedy recovery, man. Sure. Yeah. Definitely, dude. Hang in there. I think um, I think maybe we should do some news. We've been babbling long enough. Somewhere on the other side of town lies a helicopter, broken, bent, and clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout or just dumb thumbs? One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life? Helipros.com This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, which, by the way, I forgot to post last week's episode on their webpage. <laughs> Damn it. Oops. Interesting. <laughs> Isn't it weird that I decided to share that with our listeners at that very specific moment? Isn't it interesting you decided to share that with me? <laughs> <laughs> this week's news has got to... God damn it. This week's news, guys, is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Stop laughing at me. Dude, this is karma. At <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It truly yeah. is. So what do you got for news, Nick? What do you got? Uh, you know, we had talked about the uh, the unfortunate demise and, and downfall of, um, of Epic, but we had also discussed, or I had discussed, that I the, the MD... Uh, the MD Helicopter is actually what it, it was the company that made it and designed that heli. And it looks as though there is a new United States distributor. So they've got a new Facebook page up. And also kind of keep your eye open. There's a little bit of trickery going on out there. Mm-hmm. Someone is trying to be a little bit shysty and has another page up that is not the official one. So if you want to know which Facebook page for the real MD Helicopter USA, it's the one that they did not buy a couple thousand likes for. (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, they're going to have a whole new uh, USA website up where you can get parts for these. 
That's www.mdhelicoptersusa.com. It'll be up shortly. So, yes, for all you MD owners, you are not alone nor forced to deal with the old ways anymore. A good buddy of mine, Edsel Lebow, made a video on some new Spectrum servos they got out. These are the H6280 cyclic servos, metal gear, super fast, the whole deal. Watch the video. He goes through all the specs and, um, you know, explains all the cool features of them. I've been super happy with uh, with the Spectrum servos in my Blade 700X. These are kind of like the upgraded version, new, better, like everyone else is doing. But, uh, you know, check out the video if you are curious about these. So, Justin. Yes. And this one is for you. Directly for you. Bring it on. You didn't know, but you are going to be adding another helicopter to your fleet. You're calling. Ah, do tell. <laughs> Goblin. There are some pictures up of the Goblin 570. Oh, here we go. Gobble, gobble. Did you put your pre-order in? Gobble, gobble. I did not, and I will not. Oh, but But thank you for, for trying to... I will to... not yet. Yet. <laughs> Further the, the stereotype. It's okay. You you we, know my, my policy, right? What, four of the same? Like four now here at Five? No. I don't fly stuff that's smaller than 700, generally. That is What's true. What's the point? Man, that's fair. You're, you're an that. elitist, dude. That's like the, you know what? Yeah. If that's what I need to be called, I'm good with it, dude. But you, you will this not, is for Dan. You will not. This be is able, Dan's this is helicopter. You will not this be able to not resist mine. this 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 uh, five seventy. No, dude, it's all you. It does you look like got a pretty it. sweet it's, heli. it's baby brother, the five hundred. Yeah, I do, and 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 I don't. Know, the listeners don't know this, but Justin calls me on almost a daily base daily basis, begging me to sell it to him. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I've given up though, guys, because he doesn't actually. He will not. He won't let it happen. I just, I just tease him. I send him pictures uh, with the canopy off and stuff. <laughs> oh man! So anyway, if one of you clowns were so inclined, you could, you could put your pre-order in for the Goblin Five Seventy. Looks pretty sweet. Uh, there's not a whole bunch out there yet on it. Uh, we just got some teaser picks up, but the pre-orders are available. Don't everybody you know? jump at once? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. hear any keys, but keyboards clicking. Well, I was hoping no, he was going to tell us a little bit more about it. Well, there's, I mean, there's, it's there's, a goblin. What, what? Yeah, it, it looks, it looks so it's a goblin. The and it, it's, it's labeled the five seventy. So, what does that mean? The difference is the five seven and zero. No, it's a 550 size, um, so you can run 6 or 12S, swinging 550 to 570 millimeter blades. Uh, y- you know, it- it's a it's a Garbin. It's a Garbin. It's a Garbin. Garbin. All right. It's a Garbin. It's got the full Garbin boom. <laughs> Good old SAB Garbin. <laughs> Uh, there's not. I really don't have much to say on it. I'm not a. Uh, I mean, I would rather have one of these than a Goblin 500. Personally, I do. I do yeah. like the 550 side. <sighs> I think that for some, it's got a place. 
I would what rather about, have a What about five. a Garbin 630? I would rather have a Garbin 570 than a Garbin 630. Well, then I guess one of the cool things is this says capable of 12S, so you're not going to be super hard on batteries like you are with a typical 550. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so confused. There, there's what? too many There's too many numbers, too many too many choices for that Garbin. Five. There is. 530, too- 630, what is it? Seven, what, what? Some would say there's just too many Garbins. <laughs> but also, some would say, like Justin, there's not enough Garbins. Or Chris Trevi, for that No, <laughs> that is, dude, come Need on. More. Need Be careful, more. because you're going you're gonna to force more. me to just, like, buy random helis that aren't Garbins, just so that I can reduce uh, the overall percentage of Garbin. I think I'm really Go liking this word it. Garbin. I I like uh, it. I think it has stuck. Garbin. <laughs> I like it. Oh, man. Okay, so are we ready for the news of the week? Enough of this Garbin talk. All right. What do you got? <laughs> this one is the shocker. This one is a big shocker. And and I admit, no one saw this coming. So V-Bar had put out a video that something big was coming. And that video is now out. Uh, it's got Kyle Dahl in it going over the features of the new V-Bar transmitter. This is, uh, I'm going to do a compliment sandwich. You ready for it? I'm ready. Do it. No one's ever done anything like this before. And it is a pretty ballsy move, which I give them a lot of respect for. Full V-Bar control from the transmitter. I mean, everything. The whole meal deal. So that part is awesome. Uh, Ugly. I mean, ugly. (laughs) Not not Condor ugly, but ugly, ugly. Putting it on the backside. Yeah. I, I think it looks pretty similar to like a DX9 with just a big V on it. Hail it's, to the V. Yeah. <laughs> v is for, for vagina. No, no, come on. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Not I knew we there. couldn't pass it up. No, I mean, but seriously, tell me that this is not, I mean, nothing out there is like it. And they just, they jumped way into this. And, and, and I mean, it's, it is ballsy because it's like, guess what? <laughs> not only are you going to fly V-Bar, but you're going to f- buy this transmitter and only fly V bar. Yep. You are locked in. It it looks it's it's interesting because it looks uh I don't know. It looks similar to what is that one that JR did? Is it the it you know the the transformer faced one in oh, shape? Like X eleven? The, the X eleven yeah, or the eleven X. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I it's don't a care pretty cool idea, dude. If you take a step back, it's it's pretty freaking sweet. But I agree with you. I mean, you've you've got to be bought into V Bar, right? If yep. yeah. So who's getting one? I no. Please you say know, no, Nick. And I'm on. I'm not gonna lie. It, it is pretty tempting. Just I mean, I still have a V Bar on one of my helis, and it flies great. Every you know. Like I've been saying the whole time, it Icon V Bar equal. Yep. So as far as you know, converting everything over to V Bar, I mean that's not definitely not out of the question. That's not something that would 
you know, make my helis fly anywhere. So I wouldn't be sacrificing any performance to go and go ahead and put Very a V-bar true. unit on all my helis. Um, and then this, you know, adding this capability, I absolutely love having the control panel. I don't even, if I just have my 7HV out there, I don't even bring a laptop to the field anymore. I can do everything right from the con- the uh, control panel. And this is that and more. Now you got the, uh, you know, the spec, the frequency analyzer and some other features in there. That That's the sick. coolest I mean, it's part like, is that yeah. you've got real time vibe analyzer yeah. view on the radio. I so mean, now I can put it up into a hover sweet. and look down and check my vibes. <laughs> I'm yep. kidding, kidding. <laughs> yeah, so. I I think it's the features that it provides are awesome. I'm with Nick though. I'm not the biggest fan of the way it looks. I mean, I don't look you know. At the transmitter all all joking aside about the V. You, if if they came out with a radio radio that didn't have a V on it, I think it would be more surprising. Because yeah. all of the all of the Mikado stuff has V, the big red glowy V. Yeah. You know, but I could actually, I I believe that I could get over the looks. I mean, I really yeah, do. I'd... Because I I mean, you know, like the coolest thing they showed in the video was the the model sharing. Yeah, how I mean, everything's saved in the V-Bar. I mean... Yeah, because it's all saved in the V-Bar. Yeah. It's and, just and it like, wasn't just like a little... I mean, they're saying going from mode 1 to mode 2. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to fly my heli? Here, you use your radio and just push a couple buttons and then boom, there you go. It's all done. Still like, tuned. Uh, still ready to man. go. Wow. That's... I mean, yeah. it, it really is. It's, it's a huge leap. It's a ballsy move. And I... I love it for that. Would I be open to try one? Yes, absolutely. Like Jesse said, I don't think that you can particularly lose flying Bivar. No. I don't. This is ulti- if you were to make the switch, I have no doubt this would make your life easier. Ult- in the end. Yeah. The, this would simplify know, the, things. But you've got to be is, committed to Vbar. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And, and and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but like for me, and as we figured out with you know Nick's personality, that's just not feasible because I like to try stuff. You know, if so and so brand over here comes out with a new update, and all of a sudden everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, this update made it amazing!" I mean, dude, I I want to try it. You know, I want to be a able lot to try of people that. are probably actually not like that though, Nick. I bet you they find something they like, it works. Why fix a a, a thing if it's not broken? I mean, seriously. Yeah. So this makes a lot of sense for them. Yep. I Want think it's a, it's a cool cool idea for sure. I think a lot of it is going to depend. I mean, dude, you want to talk about some serious advertising. Yeah, you go ahead and buy this radio and advertise us because everyone knows what flywireless system you're flying now. Yeah, yeah, with that gigantic yeah. six-inch V hanging off the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, seriously. No, yeah, yeah I, don't, I mean, okay. So as far as looks go, I as when it comes to a radio, looks are definitely not the most important thing. Maybe well, when no. it comes to you know, that's definitely a consideration when I'm buying a heli or building a charging case. But a radio, yeah. Did so anyone much. feel that the the display and the whole wheel thing 
it seemed very control panel-ish and lack of... Like, for doing all of this, I would have expected something a little little fancier on the bottom end. I like the wheel, particularly because it lights up, even though that doesn't do anything for you in the long <laughs> run, but I like shiny, sparkly things. So I like the wheel, but I will admit I thought that the display was a little lackluster. But here's the yeah. thing. You know, if they put on a color display like on one of the 18MZs or that new JR radio, the price would be a lot higher. Yeah. So I think they're trying to make it affordable. Do we know a, a price? No. No. Yeah. But okay. I'm going to guess. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say this thing is going to be less than $500. If it's... I'm how go- about this? If Because they're, they're running FHSS. Yes, that's yeah. true. Okay. If it is under 400 I think that if I was the rest of the flybarless manufacturers, I would be real worried. Yeah, I was. I'm guessing three fifty. Oh, dude, Ooh. really? We'll see. You, I mean, they got you. You buy this. You're, I'm guessing five fifty. Buying some more. I guess five fifty. Yep, because they still got that German cockiness where it's like, ah, oh, you'll buy it. Five fifty steep though, dude. I do five fifty if they include a V bar with it. Oh, now that's. Do mm. you think they'll have a combo? I think they've got to have one eventually, that's because a- if you look in the video, like it comes with. In order to do the communication, you have to have this little V bar com module deal. Or it sounded like a new. They were coming out with a new model of V-Bar because it said for all you guys with the old V-Bars or with a normal V-Bar, you can plug this into your port. Mm-hmm. Kind of made yes, it sound exactly. like they were coming out with something new where you didn't need anything. It looks like an S-Bus receiver. looks yeah. identical to an S-Bus receiver. Yep. Yeah, I think that they're going to start offering it with like minis or full sizes or whatever. Wouldn't mm. that be sick if they did a new mini V-Bar with the built-in antenna? That's it. Just a V. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. Like a seven. Yeah, like and a eliminate the separate BX. sensor, like the rest of the freaking flybarless systems out there. I don't like separate sensors. Neither do I. No. That's why I was saying that would be cool. And then you just buy this radio in a combo with a new mini V bar, and it had more know, ports six, on it. Six hundred bucks or something. Something in that. I mean, that would be a killer deal. Yeah. I would. I would actually. Oh man, if they could do it like five fifty, I'd try it. With I'd the, do it. With a unit? With a unit, I would uh, do it. No? Yeah, yeah. I just I don't I I don't think it's gonna be that low with the V bar. Be right in there. No, it probably won't. Like it probably won't. But if they did be a game changer. Everyone has a price. That's my price. Yeah, you know what else would be cool? If it could get on Wi-Fi and update your firmware. Ooh. Now we're dreaming in color. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what does Dan think? I just I think it's gimmicky. You think so? Yeah, come on. It, it, no one wants to be tied down exclusively to one flybarless controller. Come on. 
Kyle Dahl does. Well, Kyle Dahl gets paid to be tied down to one fly bars controller. There's a big <laughs> but difference. There, but honestly, dude, there are a lot of people out there yeah. that consider V-Bar like the okay. a lot of people. be-all and end-all. A lot of people, but there are a lot more people that fly more than one fly barless controller or a different fly barless controller. Yeah. Or a freaking a, Look, a foamy. Dude, who, who... Okay, so you buy a combo with a controller and a radio, and come on. It's V-Bar. It's not going to be $700. It's not going to be less than $700. That's my guess. Who's going to do that? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they talk, Maybe they throw you a bone and give you a little bit it's of a V-Bar. discount. It's V-Bar. V-Bar doesn't throw bones, man. I've always... I, nah. I, it, whatever. Maybe it'll... I, if it kicks off, great, but... I mean, there's, this, we don't know all the details yet. What if they say, you know, here's a receiver available? What if they say free? it's compatible with this receiver? What if it's, you know, compatible well, with if, the Futaba receiver? it's running receiver FHSS, similar, so exactly. what if it uses the Futaba FHSS What if, it, what if they say it's compatible? Yeah, but what... A, you know, okay, so then what's the standard menu look like? Right? I mean, it's yeah, still got to be a radio. that's what I want to know, Nick, because you're right. Like, what if you want to fly planks, too? Yeah, I mean, yeah. what's a, they, that display? They could was, not have been that short sighted. Was not tall at all. It was wide, but it's not that tall of a display. It didn't have a whole bunch of. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But I think look it, at the eight FGs display, dude. I think it's yeah, a. I think it's a cool gimmicky idea, just like the Chinese weight mods were in two thousand and nine. You guys that remember those? Oh yeah, Every, mm-hmm. all y'all. That means everybody. Everybody, <laughs> all y'all, had to have Chinese Everybody. weight mods in the in their tail in the tails of their helis. Where have they gone? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it's it's it. Here's the deal. It's it's cool in that they are. They're they're thinking outside of the box. Nobody else is doing this. It's a first. That's pretty cool, but. I think it has limited applications because I I'm not I'm I'm not too concerned about other fly barless companies sort of quaking in their boots right now. They're not like, oh damn it. We need to come I up with done own that radio. before they did. No. You know? Well the I mean, dude, the the gap between this that's big. What do you mean? I mean even if there were other flybarless companies, you would have had to have been already working on this. How did they keep this such a good secret, too? I don't, dude. I don't know. Because there's like five people in Germany. <laughs> you will not tell anybody. We will and cut your hands off. work at, at V-Bar and Heinzelit. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I, what You know, yeah. it, it is, it's cool. It's kind of, you know, it's geeky and people are into that, but reality i I just because yeah i i just think there's a lot of details that we necessarily don't know because i mean here's another perspective what if this was a normal radio that worked with every you know what if this was an 8fg that now all of a sudden had this capability with v-bar see though that would be cool whole different ball game so i would really just let you know i'd like to get all the details yeah but if you're like me and you you want to try different by the way okay Peace. I'm moving on, though. <laughs> if you want to try different stuff, wouldn't you feel weird having a V-Bar radio that you're running a 
CGY 750 off of? No. Nah. Not really. Not if nah. you. Yeah. Not if you okay, really well, like the radio. Not if it's, yeah, exactly. Not if it's got a good programming base on the back end of it, the non-V-Bar side of it. I mean, dude, if, if you I took. I would. You would? Well, I you're would. vain like that. I am. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, you I can be superficial if I too, pay so. 700 bucks for the damn radio or however much it's going to cost. I know there are people out there the same way. Bah. There's two of two or three of you out there. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I don't well, know. I'm going to give them credit for being unique. I agree. I, oh, yeah. I would agree with that sentiment 100%. But it's as far as it goes. <laughs> not winning I, Dan's not placing his order my, my my credit stops right there dude <laughs> you could just go order this radio and order your new Garbin and everything would be good can I <laughs> can I share something with you guys there's there's something you need to know about me there's one thing well there's several there's a few things in life that are certain we're all gonna die we're all gonna pay taxes and Dan will never own a V-Bar. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. That is a rather strong statement. <sighs> it's just... Um, I sense some aggression. <laughs> one of these days we'll get into that story. I cannot believe I have not talked... I think I have at some point. I don't think you have. In the dude. hundreds of hours of podcasters, there has to be a segment where I talked about that. <laughs> I've never... T- I do not know. You, that's I, a, that's a completely blindside one to me. Huh. Really? I've never... Yeah. The only thing I've ever heard you say is V-Bar is, I think there's one in my trailer somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I, hey, I, yeah, I, I, I used to do V-Bar. So, any more news? <laughs> no, that was it. You, you pretty much ended it there. <laughs> one of these days we'll get into that story. Now's not the time. It's kind of a long, boring okay. story with lots mm-hmm. of hate and discontent and, and Dan's typical bullheadedness. And you guys know how, what that's all about. No. No, Dan's not bullheaded. <laughs> Come on. No. <laughs> no. All right, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. KDE has become the industry-leading aftermarket's part support for the SAB helicopters. They have everything from the convenient removable battery tray to the precision upgraded tail system or the recently released extra beefy main shaft bearing support. To make sure that you're getting the most performance out of your Goblin helicopter, head over to KDEdirect.com for all your upgrade needs. Speaking of radios, 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 radios. Uh, <laughs> Love-hate relationship. <laughs> That's how I feel I'm gonna let, I'm going to let Nick yeah. start this one off because I get this. It makes me giddy listening to Nick bitch about his radio problems. So go ahead, Nick, and tell us about what you're going through with your radios. I got <laughs> away from... So I started flying Spectrum. Uh, never had a problem with my DX7. Right. Went to a DX8. Uh, got like every other DX8 owner. Ended up with a bad pot. 
Send it back in. So that's it's, there's one. Yeah. Okay. It it did kind of shake me up and scare me a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't like the thought of my rudder going out. <laughs> it's not something you know, especially if I hit throttle hold and I and I can't control it. Then I I don't like it even more. So I got rid of it. What did I do? I went back to the DX7. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Think. For a yep. while you did. Yep. Then got. Another, I gave it another shot. Now, keep in mind, I actually really liked the DX8. Not, not huge on the shape, but the features of it were just awesome. The programming, the menus, uh, the timers, the whole deal was just great. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I like the Spectrum telemetry. Uh, it's affordable. And never had any problems with it. Uh, that radio had a pot go out. This was supposed to be the new one. Passed all the problems. And so that was that was when I said, that's it. I'm done. Never again will I buy Spectrum. So I bought a 8FG. That 8FG <laughs> served its purpose well, but ended up with a, what do you know, a gimbal pot problem. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. There's a theme here. There is a the theme yeah. here. Yeah. So we're on three you now. Abuse your sticks. We're on three now, right? Yeah, you fly way too hard. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That awesome collective management. Banging so sent- against the stops. <laughs> <laughs> I sent that one in and Say, oh, and then uh, James, my buddy James, was like, dude, got a 14 SG, you have to try it. So he just sent it to me, knowing damn well that once I tried it, I would fall in love with it. So, yes, a week after receiving it, I just ordered him one and bought him a new one. Mm -hmm. And I've been flying with that. My big complaint with the 8FG was the timer. Horrible timer. I mean, seriously, I've worked in a shop most of my life. I don't I don't have bad hearing, but it's not, like, great. And when you get a heli down on the deck playing around, you're not. I'm not going to hear that timer anyway. Whether some can or some can't, I cannot hear it, so that's all that matters to me. And I was starting to go through packs. That was something that was... A very legitimate deal. I was LVCing packs because I would stop halfway through a flight. Maybe I'd change some parameters, talking, showing someone something. And those were the flights when I'd end up LVCing it. You know, not like the normal flights. You get that internal, that kind of internal timer going on. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? When you're just flying normal. But during all the tuning and testing and, you know, product testing and that sort of a deal... You just get sidetracked, and a timer is is a must for me. So then with the 14SG, it was two things. The switch spacing was awesome, which I loved. I loved the thought that I could do telemetry once again. And then the vibrate feature. Well, Nick was tearing th- been tearing through some packs quite a bit lately. I would say in the last couple months, I have been harder on my packs than I have ever been. 
and I wasn't, I'm like, God, why am I flying through my timer? I mean, not for a couple months, but I mean, I, it's progressively gotten worse. I'm like, why am I flying through my timer? This is just not making sense. I mean, seriously, I'm not getting it. And then it dawned on me, the vibrate function quit working. Probably quite some time ago. And you hadn't noticed it the entire time. I just didn't really, yeah, I guess I just didn't really notice it, which is weird. And again, that's my fault for not noticing. It's not my fault that it went out, but it's my fault for not noticing it. So I ended up, you know, packs that were midlife, three-quarter life, kind of just putting the fork in them, which was pretty upsetting to me. And then I started to look in. So then I kind of started to question. I mean, I was pissed. This thing's what? Months? No, three months old. Now I got to send the Futaba. That was the whole point. I bought Futaba because it was, says, I mean, dude, it's Futaba. You, you buy it so that you don't have problems. You get away from the quote unquote, you know, inferior spectrum stuff so that you don't have problems. You just, and now you just, here I you am. You just pissed a lot of people off. I don't, yep. dude, I don't care. These By are, my reckoning, about 60%. <laughs> these are facts, though. No, no, no. By calling Spectrum inferior, that's that's what I was getting at. Well, that's the perception by a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, is that beginners well, it's, I know it's true. Well, okay. Well, okay. You just pissed <laughs> off even more. <laughs> but that, you know, and so I, I, I did this quote-unquote upgrade to the 14 SG to get away from this. So then as I'm sitting there the other night thinking, well, okay, what what would be the reasons to go back? And I started to look into the telemetry stuff even more. And, oh, my God. I mean, dude, seriously? 50, I'll, I want it for receiver pack, which means that, you know, you're going to have to fly like what? A 7,008 receiver? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Do they have, do any of you guys know, do they have any small, like the, you know, we've, I know a lot of us are flying like the 6203, mm-hmm. the little teeny three channel ones. Do they mm-hmm. have those in the fastest? Yeah. They have a smaller version. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. The 7008 is the small version. Oh, it is? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So I would have to buy new receivers. Sell mine, buy new receivers, and then on top of that, uh, the I would I want the voltage sensors because mm-hmm. that's what I really want. I want to be able to uh, make a little adapter in my mind. I got this all played out. That's basically a balance tap, rather than soldering all these little dinky wires. And because I'm swapping ESCs all the time doing testing, that none of that is just feasible for me. Mm-hmm. I've just, and that's why I decided to go receiver pack was to keep everything kind of separate. So then you just take this little deal, plug it right into your front battery on the balance tap. Done. There you go. Set the voltage for that one battery. Gives me kind of an extra, extra timer, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would realistically be dumping about hundred even after selling the other one other receivers, hundred between a hundred and hundred and twenty bucks per heli to get telemetry. Dude, 
the 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 seven thousand three only costs like ninety bucks. Seven thousand. Oh, okay, I gotcha. So I wasn't aware that there was a seven thousand three. I was thinking the seven thousand eight, which are like one forty. I think. Oh yeah, dude, those are the big expensive ones. But so you about don't a, need eight channel. About a, about what? Hundred bucks then. Yeah. Well, how much around. is the Does sensor? Sensors are fifty five bucks. And you could sell all your sixty two oh threes for probably fifty bucks. Yeah, forty five, yeah, fifty so, bucks. So yeah, about hundred dollars a model. Yeah. Okay, fair. So I don't know. I've just I've had a very yeah, difficult that adds up quick. <laughs> it does add up fast. It's like, oh, I want to run telemetry. There's, you know, three hundred dollars. Because I don't just want it on one. If I'm gonna do one, I'm gonna do it all. Mm-hmm. So it's let me ask a, you a silly question. There are no You're, silly questions because I'm impractical and Oh good. Well, <laughs> why don't you just use like an external timer, dude? You know why? Because I paid five hundred and some odd dollars for the quote unquote top brand radio that doesn't have a timer worth of shit. That's why. Because that pisses me off on principle alone. Yeah, but I mean I'm if not all it takes is to buy like a shit. two dollar timer, digital timer that beeps obnoxiously. What's the big deal? Then I'm going to spend my dollars on a company who has enough intelligence to put that two dollar timer inside the radio that I'm buying. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Dan. Okay, Dan, out with it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's some interesting territory here. What what was that about? All right. So Jesse, yeah. how many radios have you had? Three. How many have you sent? How many have you four. had to send back? I've had one bad one. Jesse, how many or Justin, how many radios have you had? Three. How many have you had to send back? Zero. Dan, how many radios have you had? Um, I've had five. How many have you had to how send back? How many have you had to send back? Zero. What are you doing to these yeah, radios? How many Nick? radios have you had? <laughs> what, oh, a lot. What are you doing to these radios? Were you hit by lightning as a kid or something? Do you have like a positive ion charge that destroys electronics? No, dude. Every, okay. Yeah, how, do you, how many of you guys have owned a too. DX8? Yeah, that was my bad one. Yeah, I have how, not. Exa- right. Okay. So, so there we go. A hundred percent of the people who have owned a DX8 have had to send it back. No, uh, no that's not that's my not fault. True. Uh, Ed's got on two this of podcast. Them. On this podcast. On this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, here's my question. Two people size. own small one. Two people send it back. <laughs> so here's the deal. You're, and you're going to go back to that radio? Are that no. manufacturer? I'm just, I'm, no, I'm not saying that I am. And everyone's like, I can't believe you would go back. That's what you made it sound like. I'm saying that I'm second guessing my choice. I'm not saying that I think that Spectrum is better that I would go back. But I I, I mean, I am a guy, I, I believe that personal experience is everything, right? Right. Okay. You said you won't fly V-Bar. Right. Ooh. V-Bar is a good product. Okay. That is top of the line. But. And top of the food chain the in fly barless systems. Here's the difference. I've never praised V-Bar. No, but I mean, you can't, it, you can't say, nah, I don't buy it. What do you mean you don't buy it? 
You're saying you would never do it. You're just no way. You would never buy it, right? Uh, right. I'm not going to buy a Bivar. But it's not because of anything to do with the price. It's just it's it's experience. That's what I'm getting at. Is you, that, but you it's not feel ex- like it's, you have been burned. No, no, it's not experience with the by pro- Futaba. It's not experience with the product. It's experience with the users. No. Oh well, that's a different <laughs> it's thing. The entirely. Same thing as the compass thing. Come on. All right. No, I I feel that I'm frustrated. You are. About I can that. I can sense that. I can I mm-hmm. can pick up on your frustration. It's very frustrating when you when you spend additional money to get something that is supposedly quote unquote better and it ends up being exactly the same. And that's you know, statistics, yeah, I know, dude, I get it. I mean, I'm a realist. I am a realist at heart. I know I can guarantee that there are less problems with Fujaba globally than there are with Spectrum. Like I get that. Mm-hmm. And I, I I really do agree with that. But there's a reason why I don't have a problem flying castle, and I will put a castle on anything that I own. Despite all of the past and all of the statistics, I have had a fantastic user experience with it. I mean, my user experience has been better with castle than it has been with Contronic. Now, you know, am I open enough and willing enough to say that's not the norm? Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> in the end, it still leaves that it leaves that taste in your mouth. Hmm. And so it's it's just yeah. it's frustration, you know. It's it's features this that you're bouncing it all over the place and uh, well, damn you because I love my futabas and I'll fight to the death for them. Is that a little over dramatic? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's all right. See, I've I I've got the old eight eight FG super, and I love it. And yeah. I haven't bothered upgrading it just because, like we were saying before, if it's not broken, don't fix it. For me, I mean, for me personally, and I I can hear the timer. So, but you don't fly down on the deck. I can hear the timer. I can't. Especially not in the winter with a so transmitter. I heard How do you hear it with a, transmitter, with a transmitter glove? glove. Nope. So tell I me this. completely agree. Somebody mentioned something, and I didn't know this because I don't... I can hear the timer, but I don't do what you guys do down on the deck. But somebody said something about the earphone, but that doesn't work with the timer? Uh, yeah, so here's another one. Congratulations, Futaba. <laughs> Morons for this one. They put a headphone jack on the back. They do an update to make it work. But it only works with the telemetry. Huh. Hmm. I I mean, there. Fix my problem right there. I am willing to put a set of headphones in so that I can clearly hear the timer. Because I understand that some people, some people can hear it, some people can't hear it. Like, I get that. And I am on the end of, I'm willing to admit that some of it could be just my hearing, right? But I, I would like to think that I'm not the only one out there in the world who might not have perfect hearing. Now, most of the old guys that don't have perfect hearing are flying 300 feet up with a sailplane in their Futaba. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. I still, like, that would be, I would be perfectly happy with that. Just make it work with the regular timer so I can put one earbud in. Huh. I would be very happy. I'd still send it back and want the vibrate thing to work, but it's on its way. And what's your uh, you know, frustration? I, what, I'm surprised you didn't dis- and I know it's on principle, but I I was expecting you to say screw it, I'll just do it myself. 
and open the thing up and and do your own thing. You know, if it, this the only reason, um, like the 8FG, when I sent it out, it, it was I had bought that used. And for the record, I don't know. That one actually had a problem pretty quick, but it was very, very sporadic. The sticks, uh, one one gimbal would uncenter, but I could recalibrate it, and it would be fine for a month. Yeah. So that one, I mean, I almost want to say it had a problem when I got it. Um, But this one's all under warranty. And again, dude, for me, it's principle. I paid the big bucks. I bought a brand new one. Right out of the box. Mm-hmm. I bought a lot of used stuff, but, you know, in, in my Tell you what. feeble consumer's mind, I bucked up. I bought brand new of the best. So, no, they're they're going to fix it. I'll trade you a DX6i for that 14SG, and your problems are over. <laughs> I'll, I'll up that to a DX7. Ooh, yep, I got a DX7 got a to DX7 throw in the mix, too, dude. Right here. And that, the, original the original DX7. Workhorse. People oh, like yeah. Dieter's been flying his DX7 for 15 years. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell him that every time I fly with them. <laughs> so no, I am not and that was a that was a misconception. I'm not saying that Spectrum is better, but what I'm saying is that in the end, if I am going to have an equal amount of hardware problems, so then what are there features that I could that I would like to have? Out of a different brand. I think it's a fair point. I mean, it goes back to kind of what we were discussing uh, before regarding if you're going to spend the money on it, you expect to get a product that meets the advertised capability and has at least some standard of reliability so it doesn't fail after the first six months. Yeah, but are we hearing massive reports of... Vibration. No, you're right, Dan. It's probably it's probably an isolated occurrence, and it probably has something to do that Nick with the fact that Nick owns it. <laughs> no, he's jinxed. Well, but you can, dude, you, you have can a actually lot of bad hop luck. on. Just like I have. So bad it is happening a lot, stuff. Nick. That problem. It's, I would not call it a lot. I want to be fair. I would not call it a lot. But I quickly Google searched, and I just Google searched 14 SG. Uh, what was it? Vibrate or something like mm-hmm. that. And found other cases of the of the little vibrate motor just wearing out very, very quickly. And that's probably why it it took me so long to notice because it just kept slowing down. Oh, I can sure. actually still hear it like it's, spinning, but it doesn't vibrate. Yeah. You have to put your ear up to it. Gotta put it in so a new it, set it, of double D batteries in that thing. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so no, it's just it's it got me thinking that if I'm going to have... Did you just have... catch that, Justin? Did you just catch on I did. No, I caught it. I was just trying to hold off the laugh because I wanted Nick to continue. But If you're going to have equal amount of hardware problems with one brand over the other, then you have to go back and look at actual features, which was not, you know, the whole point of... You're like right. My, my upgrade from the 8FG to 14SG was... Oh yeah, but I'll get wider switch spacing. Well, congratulations! Now it's like eighty percent of the rest of the radios out there that has normal switch spacing on it. <laughs> okay, uh, you know. well hold on, uh, hold ooh, on. I'll I, get a I vibrate got a timer to throw you. Uh, okay, okay, because you have had a lot of radios, mm-hmm. and before you went Futaba, 
one of your all-time favorite radios yep. was the Airtronics. That's correct. So what what do you think about that? Is that is that back in the mix? I mean, if you're going to consider Spectrum, no, because you I want to look wanna, back at what you liked. I want a company that I feel is going to be around. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to I gonna, think Airtronics is live and well in the Plank world, but that's a fair point. Yeah, but it, it was definite that I mean, programming wise, that thing was way ahead of its time. I mean, for the price. That was a fantastic radio. Do you feel like you need a radio that has telemetry capabilities on it? I want. I do not need. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that rushed out and bought the 14SG, and to this day, they don't own a telemetry sensor, and they've never flown a model on FHSS. Well, so aside from can't afford it. Oh, come on now. But but hold on, though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And this is the reason why I haven't bothered upgrading from the 8FG to the 14, because other than the switch spacing, which I've gotten over, there's really nothing else that I need, I don't think. The telemetry no. rocks. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, do you use I it? I do use it, yes. Ed's going to be what? using it. Temperature. Temperature and Ed's going to be using it for battery. I would love it since I've switched over to all receiver packs. I would absolutely love it. Oh, that. yeah. To be able to check receiver pack voltage. Absolutely. And if I want to go up and do my favorite part uh, when when I was using the Spectrum telemetry was the flight voltage because I could go up and work on a whole flight uh, with autos. As soon as that thing hit the ground look down, look at the static unloaded voltage, and I could tell where my packs were and if I could keep going. So I could actually get a whole battery's worth of just autos out and not guess. Yeah, but how much guessing do you need to do if you actually have a timer? Dude, That's, you that would stops be when very you surprised. Hmm. I, I don't know if I'd be surprised because I do the same thing each time, too. I set my timer for five or six minutes. I fly. I come down. I do three, four, five autos. Done. 3.75 per cell. Back no, on I'm, the chart. No, I'm saying a whole flight of just I'm autos. talking practicing autos. Oh, okay. How many can you well, get? Yeah, because I do that. Like, I yeah. actually do that. Go out flight after flight and just do nothing but inverted autos. And Jesse, how do you, on the 8FG, that was uh, something that I missed going away from the DX8 to Futaba, was not having throttle output set timer, but actually having a like the gimbal position. Yeah, it's only which, on, on gimbal position. So Yeah, where, where, where Spectrum, it's actually way. throttle output. Yeah. So when you hit throttle hold, it would shut off the timer. When you flip back out of throttle hold, Which I'm it would not, turn it back on. I'm not so sure that's not possible on the 8FG. It's not. I, I, I well, I I'm 80 I, to 90% sure that it is not. Because I, I spent quite yeah, a I've, bit of time going back through <laughs> when I, when my models wouldn't transfer over from one radio to the other. I went back through as I was screwing around and reprogramming in my helis before I boxed up the other one. Mm -hmm. um, I could not it's just on gimbal position you yeah. can stop it with a switch and you can start it but it's 
I mean, it's it's not based on throttle output. Yeah. So, but no, that's it's definitely tough to gauge that. So, and and you usually end up being you know having way more voltage left. Yes. Because you just exactly. you know you start your timer, you start doing your autos. The five minutes goes by really really fast when it you know it should have been stopping because you're in throttle hold half the time and mm-hmm. you get back to the bench and you only put thirty percent back into your battery. <laughs> yep. And man, that's when I really progressed is when I was using the telemetry because I was shooting a ton oh, yeah. of autos. Yeah, I'd say just by having the telemetry, you'd easily double the amount of autos you'd do. Mm-hmm. Okay, but once you know how many autos you can get without burning a pack, why don't you just go and do that again? Dude, really? That just changes. <laughs> Different heights, you're pulling, you know. I I, know. I'm just trying to provide an alternate solution. That's all. Yeah. I'm with you on this one, Justin. I, I don't think there are a lot of people you just said out you there like the in telemetry. the same situation. I do, but, you know, Justin makes good points. I don't use the telemetry for batteries. <laughs> uh, he's got some good arguments going on here. I, I mean, the receiver pack telemetry is really just because you don't want to use your cell checker in between flights, because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And after you do a number of flights and you've flown it the same way, you understand how many flights so, you can get safely. So I have... Right? Yeah, I've never. Yeah, no, used... it's convenience. It's nothing more than convenience. Yeah, I've never used telemetry on anything. Is it so? Here's just a general question: Is it possible that so you're let's say you have a sensor and you're monitoring the main flight pack voltage on an electric heli? Mm-hmm. Is it possible to set your low voltage such that you don't even need a timer? So let's say you do a flight yep. that's super, you know, very smooth, very very easy on the helicopter, and your timer's not going to go off till. I mean, you could, you know, you could mess around with your voltages. So you figure out an under load voltage that is safe and then 100% your, your timer will go off or your, you know, your transmitter will alert you when you reach that voltage. And it's then, an alarm. And then you, land. you basically set your voltage alarm. And then, yeah. you know, when you fly, you know, oh crap, I'm going to go out there and practice TikToks the whole flight. And then, you know, which by the way, I have done. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it doesn't and end well. Ended up lower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, Five I've done minutes. that too. Five minutes of four-point TikToks Doesn't apparently takes out a lot more than five minutes of normal flying. What? Yeah, so it's like if if that could adjust for those sort of things, too, I could definitely see a lot of value there. Well, it's like, Dan, you said you really enjoy it, but why can't you just use your finger or a temp gun? I could, but there's yeah, there's but there's other... Yeah, you can buy a couple temp guns for I, that sensor price. I can, but it's tough to get to the helicopter in a reasonable amount of time when you're on a scooter. Yep. That's it's a convenient. very good point, dude. All convenient. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Can I, you know, can I just do you could, autos and guess? Yes, you could I land can. Can after I? every auto and go out there and take the battery voltage. <laughs> yeah, I could, but it's it's convenience. It is convenience. And it's something. It's an option that I like to have. Whether I use it or not, it's just nice. Yeah. To, I mean, when it comes down nice to, to it, this, this whole hobby is a want. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Might as well be rocking. You just what are you never want. satisfied, Nick. No, that's I'm just this thinking. hobby, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Never satisfied. That's just part no. of the game. It's fun. You need to get it's a fun to try. You need to get a jetty, and maybe yeah, maybe, you know. No, seriously, there you though, go, dude. Maybe that is. Maybe that's what I would be happiest with. Maybe I would be happiest with a JR going to JR. I'm not. 
Uh, a walk I here? Think I think you guys took it wrong where it's like, oh, well, if it's not Futaba, then he's going to go back to Spectrum. No, that's well, not Well, we just thing. assumed. I'm saying there's a lot of cool features. Those, those yeah, are well, the two players in the market. Assumed. That's not the two players anymore, though. Because, uh, I mean, you know, JR has telemetry. No, it wasn't Jetties that long ago. Are coming Spectrum up. JR was one and the same. Well. Oh, nay, nay. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I get that. No. And the Jetty, you know, is getting crazy. All I'm getting at is that I don't know. If I'm going to have part of the reason I a- suspected that you were thinking about going back to Spectrum is because I believe you said that in one of your posts. Oh, I said maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, that was a possibility that I could get rid of. I could sell the 14 SG and get like a DX9 or even get a DX18. Right. Yeah. Well, could. Not particularly gonna though, <laughs> and I'm glad. I think it's worked out really well. Um, that I have to send it back because it it, it just gives me time to think. Yeah, it's and another I'm, one of those things kind of I'm makes not you... being as irrational as you guys think. I'm using this. I'm just actually now looking. That's all I'm doing. Justin, do you think he's being he's irrational? Like, no. <laughs> no. No. I I think he's he's being me, that's exactly, which is okay. That's exactly what I think, too. <laughs> I don't think there's any. I think it's just the way you are. It's just... That's your wiring, man. It's like uh, it's time to try something else. So you're going to find a reason to try something else. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but I was kind of, I think that's why I got so, uh, that's why I'm still tweaked about it. Is that I didn't want to. I just want to make fun of you when you you, switch away from You felt like you were like, you found what you needed. (laughs) Yeah. You're ready to go. Feel, like feel-wise, weight-wise, menus-wise. Right. I love that radio. Dude, I love that. But I would say that by far the 14SG is my favorite radio so far. No question. It just... 9303? Dude, I had a 9503, and that was a great radio, too. I know. I had a 9303, same thing, essentially. Yeah. It's it's just... It's some frustration that it's not supposed to, you know... I think you it's, buy that, nigs, time, you buy it's that time of year. It's Kevin Fever, man. It is. I agree yeah. with that. Absolutely. <laughs> but, hey, on the bright side, at the, at the end of the day, I'm um, blessed and very fortunate. I was able to grab my 8FG, which had been not used once since it got back from being repaired. Programmed everything into that and still kept flying. There you go. So, yep. Now it's just to start looking. I mean, am I the only one that's you guys just going to... No interest no to get out interest, of land. No interest at all. No. I have, and it's, I mean, it's not because I'm being a fanboy, but. I'm being a fanboy. I, if I, if I found a radio <laughs> that I really thought it was, it was justified for me to change to, then I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I just, I, there's nothing really else that I need from my radio. I mean, you know, ever so often I think the Jetty would be really cool but not for the price. I'm not at all interested in any of the Spectrum radios because I've held them before. I've even flown with one or two of the new versions, and it doesn't do it for me. And JR's expensive. What else is there? I've flown, I've flown your Airtronics. It's enormous. Doesn't work for me. High Tech has a latency of about four and a half seconds. Doesn't work very well for 3D. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's it's Futaba 8FG Super. I'm I'm cool with yeah. it. 
No, if I was yeah. to get anything, it would be, yeah, just bumping up to the 14SG. Not really. It really is. I feel that it really is worth it. Like, no question. As much as I'm bagging on it, that was a one that I hesitated on, but I was very happy that I upgraded. Yeah. It feels like a really nice radio. And especially going back to the 8FG, mm-hmm. wow, feels so toyish. I mean, yeah, pretty bad, actually. I liked it so much, I bought the company. <laughs> you guys don't remember that commercial? Am I aging myself again? Mm, yes. I don't get Somebody it. out there remembers that commercial from like the 70s. Anyway. And if nobody does, please send Dan an email just so we don't have to hear about it and say you remember. Lie. Make it up. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have, I have one more request. <laughs> one more request from our listeners. I have been um, considering, and this is kind of all part of the features thing. I, I want to get into a little bit more data logging. And not ESC data logging, but just in general, like possible. But I know, I know how it all works, obviously. But I, I don't really know what, you know, is it just Eagle Tree? Is that the best all around? You know, RC Logger or something like that. So I would really like to get some input on that because that might be a feasible option too. I know that a lot of those have, you know, their own little displays that like you mount on top of the radio, almost like a jetty-looking thing. Doesn't the Eagle Tree have that? Yeah, but uh, I I don't know how good the Eagle Tree display is. I do have okay. a suggestion for you, though, because I've been looking oh. into it for doing telemetry on the speed heli. It's mm-hmm. called the J-Log. Check it out. Okay. And I think it actually can use the Jetty programming box, even though I don't think it's a, um, is it a Jetty or not? I don't know who makes it. Anyway, J-Log, it's a little tiny thing, and it doesn't do telemetry logging on, like, main battery current, I don't think. But it can accept signals, for example, from, like, your ESC. You can plug, like, your castle into it on the new edges with the aux wire and it'll tell you information about that. You can plug it into your receiver and get pack voltage and so on and so forth. Oh, gotcha. And I think it's like a hundred and fifty or a hundred hundred to hundred and fifty, something in that range. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm curious. I'm just starting to I would like to you know, I'd like to do some in flight data logging that I can come back on a PC and look for like servo current. You know, with the big one, should I run a BEC or should I not? Mm-hmm. What about these servos? I don't I don't want a bench test. I want a flight test. I want to be able to come back and be like, you know what? No, no matter how stupid I got with the sticks, I couldn't get more than six amps out of these servos. So, yes, I can confidently run them right. on this BEC or that BEC. Just that sort yeah. of a thing. Maybe, dude, more I even talk about it, it's like, it sounds like I want a jetty. Who knows? <laughs> Do it. It's only money, right? Only money. Yeah. Only a lot of money. Only a kit's worth of money. Uh, uh It's only a gablin's worth of money. Uh, a garbin. A garbin. Yep. Is that garbin? Is that what it's called? A garbin? Sweet so it's it, garbage. the garbage. Change the SAB garbage.
Hey Nick, those custom charging cases you've been putting together lately are awesome, but what would I do if I thought that was all a little bit too far over my head? Ah man, I got you. You're going to want to head over to Progressive RC and check out their charging case combos. These bad boys are ready to go right out of the box. And if you change your mind and end up feeling a little bit adventurous, Progressive also has all the accessories needed to build one yourself. Sweet, man. I'm going to head over to www.progressiverc.com today to check out my options. So I understand we got uh, got some email we want to go over here, huh? Who got the email? I've got some email. All right. I think Nick may have some email. I got a quick one. Go. You do the quick one. Uh, I got an email here from a listener that when we were talking about the glues, the shoe glue, the shoe goo and the, and the hot glue and all that. And he was mentioning that, um, he works with hot glue all day long, every day for work in different temps, humidity, uh, humidity, outdoor situations. And so he feels like he is quite the hot glue expert. He's qualified. And he wanted- uh-huh. He's qualified. He wanted to let me know because I had complained about sometimes it's really difficult to get off. Any hot glue you use will easily, completely, and quickly peel away if you simply use 91% isopropyl rubbing alcohol. How about that? So it like just breaks it down or what? what? I, don't... I, I, I guess. I had no idea. He you said mean, he yeah. keeps it like in a, a little spray bottle. So you like dip you your only have to do a. The... No, that's what I'm... Do you have to get it on the interface between the glue and, like, let's say you're using it as a fly, yeah. on the fly barless system to hold the servo leads in. Do you have to get it on the interface between the glue and the servo leads or just... He said you only have to do a quick spray, not a dousing, and simply peel it away. Or you could probably even use, like, a quick... Uh, like a Q-tip. Yeah, and Q-tip. Yeah, just kind of swab it on. That's interesting. Yep. I didn't know IPA did that to glue. I had no idea either. And he said don't be confused with... Uh, the the lesser like the fifty percent or something like that. He said it doesn't work as good. Get ninety one percent rubbing alcohol. I thought that was pretty clue. Hmm. And he also said that the high temp, uh, the high temperature hot glue will hold up better in higher outdoor temperatures and humidity, which we definitely have humidity over here. Yep. Um. Yeah. So that's a good little tip. Thank you. Yeah. That's, yeah. Thank you very much, yeah. Aaron, for that. Appreciate that. So, Justin, yeah, you have so an email I, as well. I have multiple emails on the same topic, but I'll use this one as the representative email. This goes back to last week's ESC shootout review. And so, I got a load of listeners that liked the review but wanted to hear more about external governors. And as you guys know, we spent I spent all of my time evaluating the internal governors because I fly Bavarian Demon. One listener, Bruce, I think put it best. So he says, Justin, thank you so much for your ESC comparison. It was great and very welcome. Now I have a follow-on request that I think is important. Which is better, internal or external governor? I'm sure the answer is it depends like everything else. However, I'd like to hear a discussion on this topic. And like I said, number of people got in contact with me on this one. Unfortunately, while I have flown external governors in the past, it's been a while since I have. 
and I don't think I'm able to authoritatively talk on it. However, Jesse and Nick currently fly internal governors, and so I think they can spend a few minutes going over it. Currently, just quick rundown on my setup. So I'm using on the 7HV the internal HeliJive Contronic. On the 6HV, I'm using the external Icon Governor. And on the Warp, I'm using the Castle Internal Governor. So I think, well, to start, when I first put the Icon on the 7HV, all I had flown was the Contronic Governor on there. So external Governor, the Contronic. Threw the Icon on there to go ahead and when I was doing the review of the Flybarless unit, and right off the bat, I immediately noticed that very, very similar, almost such, and I made this comment numerous times to Nick, I almost couldn't tell a difference in gov performance, um, throwing it around on the deck. And it's, you know, it's amazing how when you have a really good holding gov, how just quickly the flybarless unit seems to lock in. So I just, you know, remember the, the, how well it would hold head speed was extremely, extremely comparable to the Contronic and the, mm-hmm. the icon gov didn't overspeed as bad. Um, so I like for me, that's not a big issue on the Contronic, the fact that it overspeeds, but the icon does not have those tendencies. So, you know, when I, if I was to put, I currently have a V bar on the seven HV right now, but if I was to go ahead and put another icon on there, ah, for, for me, it would really be a toss up. And, you know, and that says a lot, I think, because from what, you know, from the ESC shootout, the heli jive was definitely right up there with gov performance so you know saying that you can take and this was with a hobby wing speed controller you know hobby uh running it through the icon and then using the icon gov so that sort of performance out of that you know price point in that setup very very comparable now the um on the warp i have bounced back and forth between the uh the castle gov and the v-bar quite a bit um in my opinion, on that size heli, which is a whole different ballgame, um, the Castle Gov actually seems to hold really, really well. Um, to be fair, I could never, I never gave the V Bar Gov I get probably a fair shot. Um, did put a dozen or so flights on it with the V Bar Gov, but I could never really get it tuned in how I liked it. It seemed like the V Bar Gov it was was very, very aggressive. Um, it, you know, it, uh, introduced all sorts of tail problems, um, where with the castle gov, I just didn't, didn't really get it, uh, any of that. Also, as you mentioned last week, it's very easy to tune the castle gov. Um, you literally have one gain, it's, you know, negative tendencies, you go down. If it's not holding well, you go up. So fairly simple. And I could never get the V bar gov just basically happy. It, I mean, it held great, just way, way, way too aggressive for that heli. So whether it would work perfectly fine on a larger heli um i can't really speak to that so yeah it you know the v bar gov is the one that i have most experience with in terms of externals jesse and like i said it's been a while i think it's easily been a year since i've flown it on either a nitro or an electric and what i remember from the earlier versions is that it had a tendency to be a horrible pain in the butt to get set so that you didn't get bad tendencies but once you did get the setup down, it it governed very well. Similar, if I remember correctly, in feel to the Contronic. Yeah, and I can definitely see that because 
it was very aggressive. I definitely did not have a big drop in head speed when I'd load it up, but I, I could never get it tamed down enough to where on that 450 size heli, um, specifically the warp in my case, it, it was uh, performing as well as the castle gov. So mm -hmm. well, that's what I stuck with. And then on the, on the 6HV... Um, I guess I've bounced back and forth on that one as well between the, I currently have an icon on there and the castle, uh, I, the edge 120. And I've found that if you, um, that there was a lot of, which we mentioned this last week as well, I was running into a lot of tail problems with the castle gov that overspeeding giant tail kick. And then as the gov re-engages, you know, just introduces a lot of force there into the tail system. So that one has been primarily flown with the icon gov. And in my opinion, the pretty much in every experience I've had, the icon gov has beat out the castle gov for sure. Um, yeah, that's what I've had. What about you, Nick? Dude, I'm a, I'm an external gov freak. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I, I, run all of mine uh currently as of this moment right now i have all icons run in external gov i've ran them on let's see hobby wings castle and scorpion with i mean but as far as experience goes tunability that the scorpion and the castle are you know are a toss-up um, there's really no difference there. I've been kind of traditionally trending toward a castle so that I could have some data logging if I wanted it, although I don't use it that much. Um, I also like how lightweight, like the 120 is. So mm -hmm. keeping a, a 120 on there uh, with, you know, if it's an older one, using the hobby wing sensor, newer one edge. But I just, I think they're absolutely fantastic. I mean, I, I don't have... It does. It takes a little bit of tuning, but you can throw Gov gain fifty percent on. Uh, I'm almost gonna say any six hundred and up size heli, and have a fantastic first experience. The first flight. I mean, with the only thing really needing to tune, all of my seven hundreds are flying at fifty percent Gov gain. All of them, and I tune the pre comp on the tail. And then I can't, I was going to start really digging into the gov tuning. I mean, as far as like the, the cyclic and the tail pre comp in the governor. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, my packs are, like I said, they were getting to that point where I was getting drop in voltage from the lack of pack quality. So I, I think in order to really tune that and have a good enough ear for it, you need to do it with some, you know, really good brand new batteries. But I love it, man. I mean, I absolutely love it. I've ran them in both using the Castle auto-rotation bailout. And then, um, so Castle, it would be Castle Soft Start, Castle auto bailout, and then just using the Icon Gov. I've ran them in uh, multi-rotor mode where I've used the Icon Soft Start and the Icon Bailout. Uh, same thing with the Scorpion, you know, using the Icon Bailout. I I just love it. I, I personally, for me, my budget, it doesn't make sense to, you know, to go buy a Contronic because I can 
generally speaking, almost buy two castles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the same price and hook them up, you know, to two inexpensive fly barless systems and have, I mean, something that f- flies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not like we're comparing fly barless systems, but I mean, really, if you're going to do, you know, V bar versus Icon, and then if you were going to put a V bar and a Contronic on one heli and put an Icon and a Castle on the other, that's a really big difference in price. And yep. I, I'm I'm not gonna say zero difference in performance, but maybe very, very, very minute. Yeah. And I mean the, in in ahead. my case it's <laughs> it wasn't big enough because you know I had I've had the heli drive on the seven H V for quite a while now. And I just built the six H V six, seven months ago. And when I built the six H V Guess what? I did not go out and buy a Contronic to put on there. I went out and bought an Icon and a Castle. Mm-hmm. So there's a, you know, I had the Contronic. I know exactly what the performance is like out of the heli jive. And when it came time to outfit a new heli, it, you know, the extra money did not seem justified in my mind. Yeah. I'm going to go back. Uh, this, this actually ties into the whole radio thing and, and part of that the appeal of the V-bar transmitter was that just before that, I had put up a post on Facebook saying that I was, I'm thinking that it's time. I'm, I'm shy one fly barless system right now. I was like, you know, I haven't flown V-bar in a long time and I have not flown the V-bar electric gov. And that's kind of like the deal breaker for me. So I might end up actually just go ahead and getting a mini V bar and putting it on one so that I really can like now at my flying level now. Yeah. Now that I have so many flights on each of these helis and I know exactly how they fly, it really would be the time to do the most accurate comparison right now. Yeah. It would be interesting to hear for sure. Maybe we can do a follow up mini review of, uh, icon versus V bar external. Yeah. Let's look at this at, with one at one more perspective, because I, as most of the listeners know, and you guys know, I just pretty much am just now starting to step into the electric helicopters, although I've had a few in the past, but limited. External, internal, from a, from a fairly inexperienced viewpoint, in your guys' opinion, which one's simpler? Which one's easier? You know, between dude, external and internal? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I would have said traditionally hmm. internal is way easier. Yeah, and that's... Would have said that. I, and that's what I was thinking because that's where we started, but I think things are changing. I'm about to find that out with the icon. Ah, that... God, dude, the, the setup on the icon... I think it depends, dude. ...is fast. Yeah, that... I mean, it's very fast with zero tuning on a 700. I mean, none. Yep. So, uh, I think that setup... You know, no, I don't know about V bar. Again, I can't comment on that, and I can't comment on the tuning on the V bar. But for me, with the Icon, uh, I think that it's it's actually probably less time invested making it work, including setup and tuning, because yes. there's you know there's very little to no tuning, and the setup is just different. I don't think that it's necessarily worse. What do you think, Justin? I think that's fair. 
you know, like I said, if if the V-Bar governor nowadays is anything like it was a year or so ago, it's not all that simple to tune, at least not in my experience, having set up multiple of my helis and other people's at the field. The Icon Governor, I do understand, is pretty darn easy. I did run it for an extremely short period of time. I'd say maybe a handful or so of flights in total. And it isn't It isn't all that challenging to set up, I agree. I think there's there's something to be said for the fact that just in general, software-based flybarless system tuning can be intimidating for people and so if you're the type of person that's just now getting into big helis and their electrics you know for example dan you used to run you used to run all b stacks right yeah and even jesse said a couple of weeks ago he misses how easy it is to just walk over pop the canopy off twist a knob press a button here or there and he's all done and if you're going for super simple ease of setup, then combining the B-Stacks or a similarly simple flybarless system with an ESC external or internal governor, rather, that is simple to set up is probably a, a really comfortable situation for a lot of people and, and because they don't feel that. like they need to go into software yeah and you know the castle to a lesser extent because as you know it has software that's required to get set up and tuned that's true but but thinking, in my opinion that it took me a long time to get comfortable we're talking about the beast x here to mm-hmm. that style of programming i had a hard okay. time following the lights i always said man it'd be nice if i could just plug this damn thing into a computer and just change parameters in a field Right. Uh, from that, that viewpoint, I that's what I liked about the ESC, the Castle ESC. Once you understand the, the BSTEC's programming menu, it's super easy. I mean, we can all agree on that. It's incredibly sure. easy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with Dan. I, I like, I mean, I actually like a co- computer screen with pictures. And like you had mentioned, the, the tuning on the Contronic, or, you know, or getting it set up. Yep. I hate it. On the Contronic? Yeah. It's easy, dude. I I can't stand stick programming and yeah, sitting there and let's I let's, mean let's take a step back in time to the total G tail servo. Or the not the total G, the mini G was it called? The yeah. mini G gyro, yeah. Okay. Do you I know Nick, you probably had one back in the day. Did any of you guys ever any of the other guys ever have one? I never had no. one. Oh my nope. god! You want to talk about a complicated series of? It blinks blue twice, then red, then you're good. Uh, I mean, I mean, just seriously, like, oh my god, how am I going to keep up with these blinking lights? I hate that kind of programming. I, and that so that's good. That's one perspective. But I think there are a lot of people out there that get intimidated by the computer stuff. And let's face it, not all computer programming. Software is created equal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, just for flybarless systems alone, they're not created equal. I, I would agree with that, especially especially coming from v, V-Bar 4.0. But I'm oh, talking yeah. in this day yeah. and age, I don't I don't know, man. Granted, I've been around a while, but it seems to me that any all of these modern uh, flybarless controllers or any type of on-screen program is just man it's a breeze 
I love comparison. It. Well, yeah. in comparison to 4.0, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. I think it's But just, nowadays that's not all that fair of a comparison. I'm just not a stick programming kind of guy. I'm not I don't either. like it because yeah. it, it I I can't stop. Sometimes you have to start over cuz like where was I at? Where was I yeah, at? Yeah, yep. yep. To or well, this and or that and see yeah. this conversation highlights even more the fact that it's all about personal preference. Yeah. Yep. My preference is right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you have a great opinion as long as it agrees with mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. Okay. So you got to ask yourself, are you a citizen? Uh, a lot of you have been answering that question, and frankly, we're we're kind of impressed with the turnout and the response. We've got an amazing announcement. We, you know, we kind of, we told you guys that we, we enjoy giving back to our listeners as, as much, as much as we can. And, and, um, I'm going to, since Nick kind of came up with redoing this idea on a grander scale, I'm going to let him tell you guys what it is that we've got coming. Once again, thank you, everyone. We have, uh, come to do business with, uh, like we had mentioned before, Rotary Wing RC. So first off, thank you for them for supporting not only the show, but uh, you know helping us uh, purchase these giveaway items. And it's a big, it's a very big item. <laughs> and I think there is no person more fitting to announce the first of many citizen giveaway items. Than Justin. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> that's like, that's like <laughs> reading into the uh, crystal ball there, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. Once again, thanks to Kyle at Rotary Ring RC for helping us make this happen. The first ever citizen giveaway is drum roll, please. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Goblin Five Seventy. What? Oh. Oh yeah, gobble, guys! Gobble. This thing's Going not even big. released yet. Yeah, no. You, we told you it was going to be big. I mean, it's not just any kit; it's a kit that's not released. <laughs> Whoever wins this is going to be one of the first people out there to actually get their hands on a Goblin Five Seventy. They're going to be released mid March or so. I think March twelfth, March fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So, yep, we are going to announce the winner of the Goblin Five Seventy. Two weeks from now, okay? Two shows from now, you better tune in because we will call a random registered citizen number and you better get in contact with us so that you can claim your new Goblin 570. Dude, that's nuts. It's a good thing I bought 150 citizen numbers. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, we're, we're just so excited that, you know, that we have an opportunity to do this and... Uh, we're even more pumped that it's like just the beginning. I mean, it really is. Don't oh, yeah. don't be like, oh bummer, I didn't win that because it's we're we're just getting started. Yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> more coming. Yep, we love to see all the uh, all the exposure you guys are doing with your citizen numbers on the canopies and the yep. forums. Trust us, we're paying attention, we're watching. Oh, notes are being taken. Absolutely. <laughs> So hang in there. I, uh, More stuff to come. I, I love seeing all the, the 
the involvement. I mean, uh, shirts. People are making their own shirts. Yeah. Uh, m- multiple vinyls being made and a- applied to helicopters. Oh, yeah, dude. Stickers everywhere. <laughs> I get emails from listeners who just refer to themselves by citizen number. First name, citizen number. Yep. <laughs> I get the same thing. Emails, Facebook PMs. Citizen number 43 here. I had a question about last week's show. It's like, sweet. How's it going, 43? Yeah. <laughs> it's cool, though. I love seeing it. I just love seeing it all over the place in forums. And, you know, that's what it's what it's all about. Please continue to, you know, support your, your local forum hangout and all that. I'm not trying to take anybody away from that. We're just trying to spread the word. And Absolutely. So there you go, guys. A goblin... Who knows what, what, 570? It's hard to keep up with the goblin and their nomenclatures. Yeah, the 570. 570. Brand new. We're so cool, <laughs> we gave away something that you can't even have. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's not even released yet. One I'm ticket s- for something that's not even out. I'm so excited to see who gets their hands on that. And like Nick said, guys, it's one person out of many is going to get that opportunity. But, dude, we man, we've got so much stuff lined up. And um, this is all possible because you guys are supporting us the way you are. And Mm -hmm. um, it's fantastic. It's humbling. It's nice. It's it's really cool. So thank you. It's a year to give back. Absolutely. Hmm. Big gear for our CHN and uh, lots of involvement with our listeners. And that's kind of what we're after. Uh, Which reminds me, too, we got uh, coming up in March, we've got the next installment of the quiz show. Now we got to come that This doesn't do it. The quiz show, the quiz segment. Well, that's a, that's a shitty name. We got it. You know what? <laughs> we need to come up with a show. Dan, <laughs> I got an idea, dude. What we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of a giveaway contest. Give away for the more person. Shit? Dude. Yeah. Well, dude. You feeling generous, dude, man? That's, What's up? That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what this is Christmas about, is right? A long we're, ways away. we're supposed to be giving it back to the listeners. All right, so, all right, all right. listeners who think they've got the best name for the quiz segment, send an email to dan at rchellynation.com. We'll go through them and we'll pick the best one. And if yours gets picked, you're going to get an RC Helly Nation hat. Dang. How about that? I like it. Hmm. I like it. I have one more announcement oh. for March. Okay. Speaking of March, every, Justin, inside, he just died a little bit, and he doesn't even know it yet. Oh. Uh-oh. I like it. I like where this is going. I know Dan knows where this is going. In March, I give my word there will be another digging in. Oh? <laughs> yes. Finally. Ah. Yep. We're we're actually we, we do need and to get back on that It's not because we don't want to do them. We're just I mean, oh my Busy. god, the time that all this took was ridiculous. We're I'm not going to say caught up because I probably have all you poor people. There's about 50 emails in my inbox that I haven't got back to. I am not ignoring you, but uh, I think we're caught up at the point where we can focus on it, and we just didn't want to put one out half ass just to get one out. You know, we enjoyed doing them. Uh, and we enjoy kind of, you know, I mean, being really good at what we do as well. And what are we, what do we, did we decide on the topic? Yeah. Number four is troubleshooting. It is. It is troubleshooting. It's uh, been planned for over a year. It's just, <laughs> we've 
not gotten there yet. Yeah. So you know, look for we're kind of ADD. It's like, uh, <laughs> hey, let's start recording, digging in number. Hey, wait. There's yeah. a raffle. Maybe you There's can, a giveaway. Maybe you can troubleshoot um, the time difference between episodes. Between, between episodes. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> troubleshoot that mechanism and see if you yeah. can get it working a little more efficiently. <laughs> uh, if, if we're going to troubleshoot anything, I'm going to troubleshoot why all you clowns are flying multi-rotors. That's what we're going to troubleshoot. Oh, here we go. Back to the multi-rotor. <laughs> Just drug that one right back in there, baby. Got to get his shots in. <laughs> so then uh, on top of that, guys, um, shirts. I have like four extra larges left. I've got no larges left. I've got a couple 2XLs left, a couple 3XLs left, and one 4XL. And I did find one medium. So I do have another medium. I know I said a few weeks ago that I don't. Those are starting to go out. We're going to probably look at, gosh, we're maybe as we get closer to, I don't know. what we're. I mean, I hate to say that, but it seems like, um, it just kind of makes sense maybe that as we get closer to the fun flying season, we'll get more shirts in um, so we can yeah. have some with us. Uh, it's, it would be nice to be able to just have a ton of them all the time, but that costs a lot of money. So uh, look look for some, and, and I, I think uh, I'm just going to slap more shit right down on Nick's plate. I think he said something about uh, maybe coming up with a new design. Yep, that's on the list too. We gotta. I'm feeling like we need something. You know me. I can't focus. Hey, dude, on it can you make sure to include a heli yeah, on it? Yeah, put a heli on it, dude. Come on, <laughs> man. Put a heli. What on the it. hell? How, I mean, uh, how do we know what's that? One in green. Helis? Yeah, I want one in green. In green and pink. I know Rachel well, I wants want one in pink. Special request. Can I get a? Can I get an RC Heli Nation shirt in Garbin Green, please? Garbin Green. Garbin Green. Oh yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so to our Facebook's growing, and I noticed the last week it's geez, we're almost up to thirty two hundred. So, thank you for your support there. Uh, Facebook is a very powerful tool for us, and I know a lot of you guys that listen don't particularly care for Facebook. It, you know, it's just the way it is. If you don't like Facebook, you can always come over to our webpage and uh, kind of see what we're doing there. Check out the latest news and reviews that we're uh, we're posting up there. Oh, dude, I got some fantastic news. Did you guys get the letter from Larry about the the Simple Press mobile? No. Oh no. boy! Guess what? Whoa! Guys? Are you holding out? I just got it the other day. I got it like yesterday. We had a listener send an email to Larry at uh, web support at rchelionation dot com. Mm-hmm. Said, "Hey, why aren't you guys using the mobile platform for?" The forum for Simple Press Forum. I guess, you know, they'd been telling us that it was going to be available a year ago. In fact, they told us last January of last year that it should be available by March of last year. Well, apparently, I, I haven't checked into it, but apparently it's it's up and ready to go. Now, I mean, it's available. So <laughs> we're going to take a close look at that. We know that that's important. A lot of folks enjoy the mobile uh, forum usage, and this will make using our forum and participating in the forum much, much easier. So don't know when that's going to be implemented. 
I don't want to just <laughs> lay a bunch of stuff down on Larry's plate, but um, he and I uh, would have been chatting about it uh, back and or well, he sent me an email. I haven't responded to it yet, so we will start that conversation and see what we need to do to make that happen. That's awesome. That dude. would yeah. be great. Uh, so that'll that'll be good for. I know a lot of our listeners have been asking for that, and uh, they've kind of given up asking for that over the last six months or so. Uh, but initially there were a ton of you asking for that. So look for that. And, um, hats always available. Uh, we, we get those in once a week, so feel free to, uh, order one of those up. Got to get ready for the fun flying season. You know, you gotta, gotta get all your HN, RCHN, uh, swag going, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don't forget also mark your calendars. RCHN number two dose coming up in June end of June 27th 8th and 9th did I get the yeah, dates right now that you time? got it there we go see <laughs> yep that's see? it you know, gotta... also don't forget huge shout out thank you to Progressive RC oh that's right yeah yeah yep for being the first uh, the first out of the bunch to sign up the first official second annual RC Heli Nation Fun Fly sponsor so thank you Dave over at Progressive Thank you for supporting the show. We appreciate that. You the man, Dave. And, uh, you know, we we just, a quick mention, guys, these businesses that are supporting us, they believe in what we're doing. We just ask you to consider them when you are out and about looking for stuff because they all... Out and about. <laughs> out and about. As you Canadians would say. <laughs> I guess maybe we should uh, do some emails. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You would send me an email at nick at rchelynation.com. Jesse, if I wanted to get in touch with you? You would definitely send me an email at jesse at rchelynation.com. Justin. You would send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com, and you would also preferably be patient because (laughs) I've got a lot of emails I'm still trying to get through. So bear with me. Uh, I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rcelenation.com or Dan K. Reed on the forums and on our chat box. If you guys happen to see Larry out and about hanging out on the forums or or on our chat box, give him a virtual high five. He's done so much for us. You know, what can we say? Thanks, dude. For We're going to say it. We're going to say it until you get tired of hearing it <laughs> because it's just that awesome. Yep. Uh, thanks for everything you do. This has been episode 125. We're a century and a quarter old. Hmm. Yeah, crazy. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday. See you next week. Talk to you guys next Monday. Later. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you in part by HeliPros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and... Jen's Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Hey.